Clap on, clap off, the clapper. Brought to you by The Conjuring. In that clap game. <laughs> that was a different game back in the 60s. Yeah, I think the that clap it was. Game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that actually what was going on the whole movie is that ghost is like, trying to damn sleep. Turn off the damn, turn off the damn lights. It's too bright in here. That's, the ghost sounds like Barney Five. Now turn off the damn lights. <laughs> nip it. You got to nip it in the bud, Andy. That's not a good Barney Five. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Welcome, listeners, to Dead and Lovely, your absolute favorite horror movie podcast mm-hmm. in all the lands. Here with the host with the most, why it's me, it's your good old buddy, Uncle Ben. And who are you? I'm Beth Chiba, the way I mean Steven <laughs> Hollywood Steve Spratling. Hollywood Steve Spratling. How you been lately, man? I've been great, man. Had a long day. It's a long day. What are you doing Hanging today? Hanging out with this fella right here across from me. Oh me. Yeah. Oh me. Guess what we were doing? I'm trying to remember. Hmm. What was it? We were working on something. Okay. We were doing the work. For YouTube. Okay, for YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it, Which got is it. Uh, Hugh Hefner's attempt. <laughs> oh, to, okay. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, so we were nude the whole YouTube. time. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're b- bouncing our boobs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just bouncing our boobs. Yeah. No, we've been working on some YouTube videos today. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We were on our, our flagship day of making some video content for our YouTube channel, which as... As this goes up, will we have the teaser up yet? Mm-hmm. The teaser will have been up for a couple days. We're putting it up on Memorial Day, which was a couple days ago. Yes, indeed. We're putting up a little teaser, and then we also have an intro video that we filmed that'll be released after that. Yeah. And uh, I wish we could give you guys a URL to go to. Yeah, but, but YouTube yeah. won't let you customize your URL until you got enough subscribers. Exactly. So that being said, it is your civic duty, mm-hmm. honorable citizen. Yep. To go and subscribe to the channel. Again, we'll put up a link on the Instagram page and the Facebook page and all that stuff like that so you guys can go directly to the YouTube page because otherwise it'll be hard to find. Um, again, thanks to those URL yeah. rules and stuff that YouTube has in place. So we'll put that up. You guys be sure to go and subscribe to the channel. The Check sooner that out. you guys subscribe, the sooner we can start making some money off of it and uh, customize that URL and turn yeah. that money into things like better cameras and mics and oh, merchandise for yeah. you guys. Yeah, finally we could uh, pump out some of this awesome merchandise that we, we've got designs. Yeah, we got designs this week from yeah. your friend Jacob Long at Long we're Works. Working on figuring out what we're gonna do, so yeah. expect that soon. Uh huh. Expect greatness coming up really, really, really soon. So, what do you think about the YouTube experience? Is this the first time you've ever made some videos for YouTube? Yeah, it's the first time I've made uh, videos for YouTube. Fun. Me too. No, that's <laughs> not. A, that's a lie. That's a lie. Um. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it, it really is no different i guess because uh we had kate with us yeah who knows what she's doing uh-huh. uh and i've worked on on some sets mm-hmm. and things it really is no different than being on the set of uh something professionally done except there's just fewer people and, and less more of dogs a budget. more dogs we did have three sleeping dogs <laughs> so that was fun and you also got to deal with me in um, manic creative asshole mode. Oh man, which I appreciate you still Seriously, being my friend if for. If that's asshole mode, it's, you're the nicest guy in the well, world. You know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago when we were talking about things that we didn't like when we were younger that yeah. we like now. And I was like, I was always resistant to get into new social media yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and it's like partially because I know that once I get into it, it'll just take over my life. Yes. So you got to see some of that firsthand, where it's like that first step into getting me to do anything new is is so fucking hard and I can tell that it's very annoying to be around huh. but it's like once I'm going I'm going 
But yeah. that, that first step is always really hard with me. So sorry to you and Kate for me ah, being whatever. very grumpy today. Um, this is interesting because I actually just heard this quote this week mm-hmm. from Pendulette, okay, who is yeah. a guy who I, I respect. I think he's very intelligent. He's a magic man. Don't always agree with him. Sure. But I find it hard to disagree with him because he's very persuasive. Yeah, true. Uh, he, said, he was talking about anxiety, mm-hmm. and he said, it's like your mind is saying, I'm holding on to something. And if I let go, I die. Wow. So, like, the, getting past that resistance is like you're holding on to this thing because you know if you let go of it, you become a different person. That's true. And that, you like that, the person you point. are. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, it's like right now I am YouTube guitar guy. Yeah. But soon I will hopefully be YouTube guitar and movie guy. Yeah. And then YouTube runner guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then big boss man. Then big boss man. Then you join the ministry and kind of get buried behind everybody <laughs> else. And then you die. Then you die. It's too bad, man. It's big, too bad. Big Ray there. R.I.P. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. I just, I'm always in this mindset where, again, especially anytime there's a new project or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like there's some people that really get off on the on the setup, on the staging of the thing, on the prepping to get everything looking, sounding, whatever, just right. Mm-hmm. Um, like my buddies, uh, my buddies in Whitechapel, for example, they're working yeah. on the new record right now, and they spent I think at least a month just getting the guitar tone right before they I, even started recording. I understand. I same way with writing. Yeah, like, I. Some people get off on that. I, I have to make sure that everything. Like it, and that is almost also an anxiety thing for me, where it's yeah. like I'm a little afraid to do it. Yeah, yeah. So the more I find to perfect, the less I actually have to do. I understand that. So I, I try to force myself to get out of that a lot. I uh, and, and like I'm totally the opposite, where it's yeah. like I would much rather just like plow through yeah. everything like the juggernaut and then turn around, look at the swath of destruction, and start putting band aids up. Yeah, just like okay, how can I make this? work yeah yeah exactly Uh, and i've done that so many times whether it be a video thing or a recording thing or whatever it's not always the best way to do it but it's like to me it's almost the least um anxiety inducing way to do it Mm -hmm. because i just plow through and get to work right away before i start overthinking things you know Um, that's a smart way to do it i think you know but you know, it, I've I've done this with so much stuff. Like even like whenever I got whenever I got my Mac, right? Uh-huh. Like I got my Mac um, probably about six years ago because yeah. I was like, all right, I am going to start recording at home. Mm-hmm. If I get a Mac, I know they're great for recording. It comes yeah. with GarageBand. I know mm-hmm. nothing about recording. This can get me started. And whenever I got the thing, I think that I seriously just put it on the table and basically didn't even touch it for about three months. Who? Just because I was scared to start. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's, I kind of go back to what you're saying a second ago. It's because I knew it would change my life and change me as a person. Yeah. Whenever I add in, okay, I also do home recording and stuff like that. It's very comfy just to be where you are. Yeah. You, you know? don't know who the future person's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you know, present guy. Yeah. And I like him. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. He's mm-hmm. fine. He's fine. Uh, he could use a little 
you could lose a little around the middle. I could def- I could throw away about two hundred pounds. I think <laughs> there would be no steam. That's true. I would be I would be basically gone. But you know, it's like I just I just stared at it because I knew that once I started, I would become obsessed as I do with everything that I pursue. Yeah. So a lot of times that first small step can really take me a while to kind of get my one gears. giant leap for Ben kind. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But the YouTube thing is going to be a lot of fun, and um, I want you guys to know too. It's like the podcast is the primary life's blood of Dead and Lovely. Uh, I don't think anybody really wants to watch a two, two and a half hour long YouTube video of us no, just, shooting the shit. Then yeah, because it's just us talking to each other. Yeah, exactly. In room. Which I mean, I don't know. Some I, people might want to watch. If you want to watch that. Let us know. Yeah, seriously. We could easily set up a camera and just post that. Because that would actually be the easiest thing is to get two birds stoned at once and just yeah. film us doing what we're doing, then upload it to YouTube. That'd you be great. You get way more than two birds stoned at once. Oh, yeah. 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 If you tell one bird where weed is, all the birds Oh, they go. all. They yeah. swarm to it. So what we're going to be doing on the channel is a lot of fun. We're, we're going to be doing some um, more short-form movie reviews. Yeah. For the, uh, for the YouTube audience. So similar to what we're doing now, but way shorter. Way, 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 way shorter. More condensed. In, in addition to a lot of other really fun stuff, too, we're going to be doing stuff like uh, we'll do, you know, lists and things like uh-huh. that. We're going to do some really fun stuff that I'm looking forward to where we try out, like, shit from Pinterest uh-huh. that might be related to horror or movies Halloween or Halloween. related or how, yep. Maybe we're, even, like, I, I love to even get into, like, things where we recreate scenes from... Horror movies showing the special effects. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. All that's going to be a ton of fun. So, yeah, I hope that you guys enjoy it. But just know that this show is not going anywhere as no, a result of that. No, it's not. Hey, this is the simplest thing in the world to do: is sit down. And talk yeah, for it's the best. Exactly. It really we're not even wearing clothes anyway. No, it's well, great. I mean, we weren't wearing clothes for most of the day. Yeah, exactly. Well, costume ch- changes. We kept saying. I like to raise a toast to that and have uh-huh. a sip of uh, of this mystery fluid that I have uh-huh. here in this in this bottle. So I decided to treat myself the other day to a bottle of the Jameson Caskmates IPA edition, which I found at the liquor store now the other day. It just smells like Jameson. It just smells like Jameson, but when you taste it, you're going to be amazed. It tastes just like Jameson too. Does that taste really any different to you? It tastes like Jameson. It tastes like Jameson, right? I think if you had it side by side with regular, you'd you notice. Might, yeah, it, you might notice something. Yeah, it, it almost tastes like if some other company made a very stunning Jameson replica. Yeah. Because it just tastes like a slightly less Jamie Jamo. That's true. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that being said, I like Jameson. That's a great way to spend yeah, 23 Jam- bucks yeah, for real. or whatever. I mean, the Castmates isn't more expensive, is it? It's I think just it's different. maybe like a dollar or two. Nah, whatever. But there's also one that they do that's like a porter or a stout. I saw that. I imagine that might pick up more Yeah, of that this. might pick up more. So what you said what they do. <laughs> yeah, the process is silly. Okay, so they, 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 they're, burb, they're uh, whiskey barrels. Yeah. They sent to a brewery. Yeah. Who then aged an IPA in their in whiskey the wh- barrel. So they, this beer company made a whiskey barrel IPA. Mm, and then they sent the barrels back. Yeah. Jameson put whiskey in the barrel to age in the bourbon IPA or the whiskey IPA barrel. Yeah. To try to maybe pick up some of that That's IPA correct. taste. So rather than saying it's an IPA whiskey, it's really more like a whiskey barrel IPA whiskey barrel whiskey. 
I think they decided that was too long. It's it's almost like uh it's like a whiskey that an IPA screamed at across a mall. Yeah. Like, hey, it's whiskey. Hey, hey. whiskey. And he just kind of like nodded. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And that's about it. Because I don't I don't detect anything. No. Hoppy, citrusy, florally, no. piney. It just tastes like Jameson. Yeah. I, like all the flavors are Jameson. Yeah. It's but again, still good. What's out about that? Yeah. I like a JMO. So, Steve, other than making some YouTube motherfucking history yeah. this week, what have you been watching? Anything good? Yeah, my wife and I watched a movie called The Lodgers the other day. What is that? Um, if you like gothic horror, mm-hmm. maybe if you liked Crimson Peak or something like that. I was going to say like Crimson Peak or something, yeah. You'll like The Lodgers. Is, um, is The Lodgers better than Crimson Peak? I found Crimson I, Peak to just be really pretty, and that's about I was going to say, I think so. Okay. I think because the Lodgers has a story yeah, that Crimson is Peak, more clear. Much. and But Crimson Peak does definitely it look better. Dude. Yeah. It's got Loki. Not, not that Lodgers look bad, but the Lodgers has um, Lancel Lannister in it. Okay, yeah. And he's, he's, he's a brunette, and really? my wife and I were both like, where do I know him from? And then when I looked it up, I was like, Lancel Lannister, that can't be. Mm. He's a blonde. Yeah. Turns out he's They not. changed his hair? They changed his What do we think of next? Uh, the Hollywoods. Wow. Oh. It's crazy. So where is it? Is it like streaming or something? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Is it Check. free? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> as far as I understand. I gotta find it. Yeah, check it out. Um, I also have just spent some time watching... Uh, and. I wanted to ask you this, okay? Because there are shows that I fall back on, yeah. When yeah. I, especially when I, like I want something on in the background that uh, I know well, that, yes. Like e- even sometimes with YouTube videos, it's like, well, this yep. is going to catch my attention. And, and I've got grow. I've got podcasts that I'll do that too. It's like I've listened to this before, and it can just be on. Yeah, yeah. So um, one of those shows I've talked about before is Key and Peel. We watch that pretty regularly, yeah. especially if we just don't know what else to put on. But I would say numero uno for us, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, just been watching episodes of that. Not really watching, but having them on in the background while I'm doing other stuff. And Never a bad idea. God, that show is so good. Yeah. And, and it is it's just... It's like 13 seasons now? Yeah, it's coming 13th season, coming in this month. I think the 14th or something. And... It's only gotten funnier. It has, right. Which is insane yeah. for a show to only get funnier. Especially a, you know, non-serial, like, sitcom. Yeah. Epi- episodic sitcom yeah. kind of thing. That rarely ever happens. Yeah. They, they are continually finding ways to, like, make those characters Create, worse. Like, more outlandish, <laughs> shittier people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't wait. I've actually still not watched the last season. Well, you should. The last season was great. Everybody told me it was the fucking uh-huh. best, man. I definitely need to sit down and watch it. That's cool. I've got a couple of shows like that, too. It's like, I can always... Obviously, I can always put on Friends. Yeah, you've said that one Just before. Just dump Friends mm-hmm. on any old time. I'm fine with that. Right. I would say a... Um, uh, Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock's great in yeah. that category. Although that one, that one will still kind of grab my attention. Just yes, Thirty Rock will because there's so much stuff in there I, I haven't caught. Yeah, like just some of the cutaways and stuff and yeah. things that happen. Like uh, I think last time I watched it, I realized that uh, um, Donald Glover is singing Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Donald Glover. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And in yeah. uh, Hannibal Burris, it was he was a writer or not a writer there. He was a writer on SNL and uh, an extra on 30 Rock. Oh, okay. And he's yeah. one of the homeless people. Really? And you'll actually see him more than you think you would see him. Damn, no, yeah. I didn't know that. 
Frasier, also in that category. You like that? Oh, dude, I can watch fucking Frasier anytime. My God, Niles! Toss salad and scrambled eggs and... Love it. Off you go. I'm on board. That's good. I've been watching, um... I've been watching some silly stuff here lately, Steve. What? So, I had... Actually, I've had a really fucking busy week overall. I spent three days this week in the studio with old Andy Wood, who was uh-huh. a guest star on yeah. our, our last Special episode. Special thanks to Andy Wood yeah. for being awesome. Oh, it was such a good time on our Predator episode. Mm-hmm. You guys be sure and go back. And listen to that one, and then rate and review on iTunes. Yeah, for sure. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were in the studio for three days this week, working on finishing up his record. I was doing bass stuff. We were finishing up guitar stuff. Mm. And by the end of the week, it was Friday, and um, I just got paid. Mm. Had a pocket full of change. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I brought home a big old sitar buffet Ooh. of food. So we brought him a ton of food, and it was the kind of thing we were all, you know, Kate and I were fucking starving. Yeah. And it was like, what do you want to watch? What do you want to watch? And it's just like, man, I just want to fucking eat. Just put anything on. Mm. So we put on a movie that we both had never seen before. Kind of get us in that Halloween spirit early. What is it? Van Helsing. Okay. That's a ridiculous movie. It is a silly movie. Mm -hmm. It is a silly, silly movie. And going into it, all that I knew is, for one, it's full of really ridiculously attractive people. Yes. Kate Beckinsale uh-huh. is an all-time Hollywood She's honey. Gorgeous, yeah. Gorgeous. And Hugh Jackman couldn't have a more ideal, like, male physique. Yeah, no, he's... I think his chest is, like, five feet uh-huh. across. Yeah. He's one of those guys that just has a chest that just goes left to right for eternity. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. They, they don't need a border wall for several reasons. <laughs> but... but a also, border wall substitute yeah. could be his chest. <laughs> I just stand at the border. Yeah. Um... But I knew going into it that like pretty much everybody hated that movie. Yeah, it wasn't great. Well, here's the thing though: is like 30 seconds into the movie, I'm like, oh, it's supposed to it's be supposed silly. supposed to be silly. Yeah, exactly. And I think everybody that I knew went into it. it it's exactly you know it's just like Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Not nearly as good as Sleepy Hollow. No, Sleepy Hollow is way better. But of course, it is one of those where people went in thinking oh, overly it's seriously. It's a vampire hunter movie. Same with Hansel and Gretel witch hunters. Have you ever seen Dude, that? Yes. Like, there's no way Love anybody could movie. possibly take that seriously. But people like, got terrible reviews and stuff because people were like, "I don't get why it's yeah. doing." Like, you know why it's doing that? Because it's awesome. Because it's silly. It's, it's got hand grenades in the 15th century. Yeah, and, and I mean, same with this movie. It's like it's got this gas-powered fucking yeah. crossbow thing. It starts off with this black and white. Obviously, like 1920s looking Frankenstein uh-huh. shit. Um, I I could get down with it. I was I, pretty okay with it. I haven't seen it since uh, way back in the day. I remember having fun watching it. Well, do you remember the stuff at the first of the movie where he's fighting um, like uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, uh-huh. and he's, he's like chasing like, him all over, blows his arm off, yeah. and all this crazy stuff. And honestly, for a movie that was made in 2004. The CGI is not that bad. Yeah. It's, it's not as bad as you think it would be. It's kind of, uh, as far as I remember, it's kind of about Pirates of the Caribbean level, which is surprising for its budget. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would agree with that. My, I would even say in some ways it looks better than Pirates. Yeah. I think because Pirates takes itself a little more seriously. Yeah, definitely. And this movie doesn't take itself seriously. It's easy to overlook. Yeah, definitely. Just like, it, it's fine. Yeah. It does it. the it job. It matter. Yeah. I enjoyed it, though. I thought that it was pretty... Pretty enjoyable flick. Yeah. Just again, another one of those just to have on during the Halloween season. It's on Netflix. It's not gonna cost anything. It's a Fuck Halloween it. movie. I never thought about it because yeah. like that is. That's, I mean, that's it's a man chasing monsters. So yeah, exactly. Fun it's idea got for all it. the monsters. In it, it does. Too. That's every one of them. And I'll say this too. I think the look and characterization of the Frankenstein in the movie, uh-huh. pretty fucking good. Yeah. Do you remember he's got like this like kind of 
at the back of his head, he's kind of got this like glass dome, and you can see like electricity sparking around in his oh. head. And he's got another one kind of on his chest, kind of like Iron Man. Gosh, I guess I don't remember. He's that all well. grotesque, and it's like practical makeup too. He's uh-huh. not a CGI monster; it's all practical. Oh, but he's like intelligent and shit. It's not bad. Well, that's the thing about Frankenstein, because as someone who's read the book, yeah, like, oh, well, Mr. Book Reader over here, yeah. I can read. Two things about that: one, his name's Frankenstein. People who say he's not the monster. If you call him the monster, you're buying in to Dr. Frankenstein's bullshit that uh, it's not Dr. Frankenstein's just creation. Just as bad as them. Dr. Frankenstein created him. That makes him his child. That means his name is Frankenstein. Yeah, it's true. But number two. Family name. He was smart. He was intelligent. He yeah. learned how to read, how to write. The only one that's done that well, I guess, other than Van Helsing, is uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Right. With that De Niro. One. De Niro, yeah, yeah. He played it so well. Oh, man. It's been so long since I saw that. I remember it's, I saw it when I was a kid, and it bummed me out so hard. It's a bummer of a movie. Yeah, dude. Is. I can't remember that part where they're, aren't they like making him like the bride of Frankenstein, and mm-hmm. they basically just like flushed it down the toilet? Uh, and he's like, no, shit. Yeah, well, the, he makes it. It's, uh, what's her name, who plays Bellatrix Lestrange? And oh, uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. yeah, it's one of her early roles. Uh, he makes her, and yeah, like, she she basically kills herself or something. Okay, or, yeah. yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, Van Helsing, I would Check watch it, it again. I'd give it another watch. I know a lot of people hate it, but do not go in expecting serious, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Not bad. Now, speaking of... Andy Wood's recent guest star Predator episode. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and backtrack just a little bit here because there were a few key points on the oh, Predator yeah. episode that we did fail to mention. And I want to backtrack on some of these because there's some good stuff that we definitely should have brought up during uh-huh. the Predator episode. So uh, Steve and I, as some of you guys might know, met in college. Long, long ago. At Walter State Community College. Back in, in old, the MySpace days. In the MySpace days, mm-hmm. man. And... Um, it kind of became sort of a fun thing to do back then to maybe create a fake MySpace profile. Maybe you do. And maybe you like send people weird messages and stuff just to see yeah. what the reaction would be. Maybe somebody might have done that. You could also use it to like creep on an ex-girlfriend or well, boyfriend yeah. or whatever. You people did that. that. But we decided to have a little fun. How would you describe the MySpace profile that we created in the Walter State Library and uh-huh. used just to tickle ourselves yep. for like well, an entire semester? It was... The name of on the profile was <laughs> Sexual Predator. <laughs> and the profile pic was a pic of the Predator from one of the Dark Horse comics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being all muscular. Little like, makey outy. Yeah. yeah. Looking hot. Pretty good. And yeah, we would uh, we would friend all the scene girls and all the uh, the MySpace models. Yeah. And popular girls on community college yeah. campus. We wouldn't send them anything weird. No. Well, I guess what we would send them was weird because we were the sexual predator. Sexual predator. And then we would just yeah. send them like... Sup, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Just stupid stuff. Um, and, and people love... Like, I don't know why that... that it got a ton of... Of people it who did. are just like, oh, that's cool. It also ended at least one real life relationship. Did it? Yeah, don't you remember that? Wait, what? You sent, um, I'm trying to remember who it was. Because I want to say that you didn't just do it maliciously. No. It wasn't like you no, intentionally. No, nothing like, we did get was malicious, for sure. Whatever. But there was somebody that you sent a message to that 
I want to say maybe you knew and like you knew that they were cheating on their boyfriend already. Oh, yes. I don't want to mention names. But of course, yes, of course. I, I do know. Yeah. And you sent messages as a I may have known predator. exactly who she was cheating on her boyfriend with. Exactly. Exactly. It might be some. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And we uh, we sent some sexual predator messages. And it, again, it wasn't it wasn't anything lewd. We were not sending. Dick no, pics it was all, we were always like sending just funny stuff. Back then, the camera phones couldn't even take dick pics anyway. Yeah, I don't even think I had a camera phone back then at all. I, I had a Nokia. I didn't. I had you had the Nokia yeah. brick. Yeah, I, it was duct taped together. Yeah, it'd be like I'm playing Snake right now, babe, something mm. like that. And I guess the boyfriend somehow like went through her DMs and found yeah. her, got pissed and broke up with her. That's yeah. sexual predator, man. Well, that guy had other problems. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> so that was a that was a fun bit of trivia yeah. about that, and uh, you had a little bit of insight, actual good insight oh, about yeah. the movie too. Well, yeah, I mentioned before in the uh, Deep Blue Sea episode my my new test for all Hollywood motion pictures, the Blackdell test. Okay, now do which, you mean the Bechdel test? No, but it is like the Bechdel test. The uh-huh. Bechdel test, for those who don't know, if you're tuning in for the first time or yep. haven't heard us mention it before, it is when two female characters speak in a movie mm. about something other than a man. Yeah, it's once you become aware of this, it's shocking how many times yeah. this doesn't happen. It's very rare, yeah. though uh, they have found that movies that pass the Bechdel test make more money. No shit. So <laughs> maybe write two women saying something like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Instead of, <laughs> boy, he's so brave. Yeah, I um, wish I could get a boyfriend. Anyway, so I created for Deep Blue Sea the Black Dell test. I think this is a very legitimate mm. thing that should be added to the lexicon of film uh, critique and analysis. It's when two black characters talk to each other without mentioning their blackness. Right. And it's rare Extremely. how often that, ha- unless it's written by a black writer, it's very rare. It's very rare. That yeah. people notice because like every it's like every white writer is thinking like oh when two black people get together they like mention the ghetto mm-hmm. and talk about call each other brother yeah exactly yeah and, yeah they do a handshake there's a signature move yeah, they all know for sure yeah yeah it's black people are mysterious is the idea <laughs> as white people yeah and yeah. the predator passes the black tail test yeah very well it really really does we were talking about how even back then it was very ahead of its time for uh-huh. it to have Two black people on a team together. Yeah. Two black people in a movie together. Fuck, yeah. you know? Much less them interacting, uh, working together, even having conflicts and stuff like that. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, never mentioning yeah. fucking growing up in the ghetto or anything like that. At no point does one of them go, you better be careful out here, brother. Exactly, like, yeah. There's no there's no point where they just have to be like, this is definitely black people. Yep. And you know, that kind of goes back to, though, about what we were saying about that that unit as just like a squad and how yeah. much they respect each other uh-huh. and work well as a group and everything. Uh, it's so colorblind. That yes. sounds so corny to say, but well, that, I mean, that's exactly my idea with the black Dell test is to get yeah. writers to recognize, like when you're writing a black character, here's how you do that. Write right. a character. Yeah. The end. Try that out. Try, just write a character and have a black person be it. <laughs> Because that's what black, black people are people. Yeah. There's no difference. So like, Or have just, a black person be James Bond. Exactly. Idris Elba should be fucking James Bond. I saw He's this great. One of the sexiest men oh, of all time. Fuck yeah. And just would pull it off it's great. It's so smooth. Yeah. I saw this great article by The Onion the other day mm. that said um, Scarlett Johansson cast as 
next 007. <laughs> it's like oh, they'll let a white woman it's be. It's shitty it. when people, like, it's it's shitty when, uh, you know, they don't get, you know, uh, Asian actors, play Asian characters or whatever. Oh, but it's also Christ, shitty yeah. when people crawl up Scarlett Johansson's ass like it's her fault that she got cast oh, in a movie. Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. yeah. Ghost in the Shell or the, the, trans, the trans character she was going to play but then backed out of. Like, oh? What was that? I don't know what the... I don't remember what it was, but she was she was cast as a trans character yeah. and basically people hounded her about it and it's like well she didn't cast herself she was asked to come in and read for a role she did and then she was cast the ghost in the shell thing to me is so phenomenally stupid because yeah. for one she's playing a robot yeah, so it not could be... an Asian person yeah and also too obviously if you've ever watched a red ghost in the shell the robot is very Anglo yeah very white obviously mm-hmm so actually she was cast pretty good for that yeah so leave scarlet alone (laughs) i listen scarlet johansson she's great great actress she can Uh, steal my lunch money anytime seriously yeah beautiful lady and a fantastic actress man under the skin Oh man! Beneath, I always fuck we this up. Is it beneath that. the skin or under the skin? Under, the, it's skin. under the skin. Under the skin. Holy that, that's shit! Like, y'all. It's categorized as a horror movie, but it's hard to describe exactly. I don't what know it is. what that movie is. It yeah. is an extremely dark, very Stanley Kubricky yeah. sci-fi. It has definite horror elements to or it. Or just go back and see her in like Ghost World or yeah. Lost in Translation. She's always been a great actress. Yeah, definitely yeah. so. I really like um, Scoop a lot. Scoop. That's the only fucking, uh, damn, what's that director fucks his own kid? Woody Allen. Woody Allen. It's yeah. the only Woody Allen movie that like I really like is Scoop. Have okay. you seen that? Mm-mm. It's got Wolverine in it, too. Oh, does it? Yeah, it was a wide Woody, chest. Woody comes out with a movie every year. Yes. If you've seen every Woody about. Allen movie, Sorry. you're probably molesting your daughter right now. <laughs> you might be molesting your daughter. <laughs> Jeez, if fuck that guy. If you're a Catholic, yeah. you might be molesting a little boy. Man. Fuck Woody Allen. Yeah. The scoop is really And fuck good. the Catholic Church. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Catholic oh, Church. Absolutely. Let the Catholic Church fuck Woody Allen. <laughs> Maybe that's the way we just resolve all this. There we go. Yeah. Fix. <laughs> the other Predator thing I got to mention is uh-huh. this. And it's one of those things that's probably funnier if you were there when it was going on. But I have a good buddy who I was hanging out with a while back that um, we might have been consuming uh, intoxicants. Oh, no. And perhaps um, mind-altering substances. How dare you? And they were hitting him particularly viciously, <laughs> particularly hard. That's awesome. And somehow or another, the subject of the Predator started coming up, and we were talking about his invisibility suit and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And he was insistent that the way that that suit was created was that they covered a guy in, quote, tiny fucking mirrors. <laughs> and... Um, he would not let up about tiny fucking mirrors. I think it was said about 800 times that night. Wow. And it's just kind of become a constant thing. He's uh, he he's wrong. Incorrect. Yeah. yeah. It was a guy in a red suit on a green background. I, I talked about it last episode. Check it out last episode. Rate and review on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tiny fucking mirrors, not the answer. Tiny fucking mirrors. <laughs> well, Steve, now that we've recapped here, what are we going to be talking about this week on the show? The Conjuring. Le Conjuring. Yeah. The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Which is 
2013? Uh, 2013. Uh, a huge horror movie made three hundred almost $320 million in the box office. Jesus, did it really? Yeah. And it's one of the most beloved post-millennial, uh, yeah. well, I would just say of the last 10 years, yeah. horror movies. And it has gone off to spawn a huge franchise, including the Annabelle Which it movies. was obviously intended to do from the beginning. Oh my the- God, yes. From the first minute of the movie, you should be able to tell. And also spawned uh, The Nun, which is coming out, I think, this week, right? Comes out this Friday, yeah. Are you going to see it? Um, I might not go see it in the theater. Yeah. I might. But the, I, I do want to see it. I'm interested in it for several reasons that I'll talk about a little bit more as we okay. talk about. But, Great. like, I am interested in seeing it. I love Tysa Farmiga. Um, I... The, the preview, actually... Yeah. She's, oh, she's playing a nun in it. I, not the nun. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um... But the previews have, have really, like, pumped me up for it. It yeah. looks like it could be good. Maybe. Um, and I, I won't read reviews about it because uh, there's not. no reason to read reviews of most horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Reviewers just don't appreciate horror movies. No, so. uh, not at all. So I might go see it in the theaters, but I'll definitely see it whenever I get a chance. Well, you know, of course, we'll give our, our overall ratings at the end of the show, but I would say that... Overall, you and I aren't exactly giant fans of this movie. No. And but I'm not. I, do, I don't want to take away yeah. from what this movie does very, very well, and it, it does a lot of things well. It does. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about those as the show goes on. But one of my problems with this movie is that I do feel that it is extremely derivative in a lot of ways seems of, that way. of other horror movies. So I think that this seems like a perfect time for another installment of Don't Watch This. Watch that. Uh-huh. Or watch this, not that. Watch this, not that. Watch this, whichever one you, you yeah. want to call it. You understand what I mean. Yeah. Let's have a fucking beer already. Let's do it. What are we going to drink? Uh, we're going to drink a, a new grass. Uh-huh. This is another company. one provided by our dead and lovely listener, Nick Shoddy. This, this is the is last a- one that he gave us. We've enjoyed the other ones. A Carolina Uncommon Rye Saison. A Rye Saison. Now, I'm interested to try this because I historically... I don't, don't like, like either. No. I don't usually like Rise uh-huh. or Saisons. Yeah, so maybe what they've done is made it in a way that we will like it. Maybe two wrongs make a right. Maybe they do. But if two wrongs make a super wrong, I will say this. Nick told me that if we don't like this one, it's not his fault because they brewed this one before he joined the company. All right. So, so we fun. can diss everybody else while still saying Nick's the man. Yeah, exactly. Man, those other ones... Yeah, they were so, so good. good. That mind killer was oh, phenomenal. And that what, was dope. what was one that we had before that? Parallelograms. Parallelograms. Like that? Uh-huh. Fuck, that was one of my favorite IPAs. And I, I, I noticed ever had the can of this one it has a different sort of uh, different vibe for sure. Vibe. Yeah, it's yeah. just got a, a red bird, maybe a cardinal yeah. holding some what looks like some rye and uh, maybe a it's like a cherry blossom, cherry or blossom, or a dogwood yeah. blossom, or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, definitely a lot more uh, traditional design, whereas the new ones are a lot more, I think, modern mm-hmm. and contemporary and stuff. I'll let you be the bold explorer at the front of that. Okay. What's that thing smelling like? What's that smell like? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't smell bad. Okay, all right. Yeah, it well, it smells very, very wheaty and stuff. I notice now I have a, you know what? a giant Eller hair floating in mine. Let's get that out. You okay with it? Well, on first sip, yeah. yeah. It's got a smoky flavor, but it's also a little sour. Yeah. Might man, it might be good. I'm gonna keep keep drinking on it a little Just bit. Just get deeper into that thing and find out about it. It's a nice golden hazy color, which I was not expecting. We'll go in for my first exploratory. That's sip drinkable, here. man. Hmm. Boy, 
Yeah. That it's really smoother is. smoother than, than most saisons, for sure. That has a little bit... You know what it has? It has a little bit of that clovey, banana-y thing that like, yeah. a good Hefeweizen has, mm-hmm. but without the cloying sweetness of yeah. a lot of Hefeweizens. Yeah, it's got that good sourness to it. It's just on the back. like Yeah, yeah. it's just a little bit... A little bit slightly bitter sour on the this back. This is not a That's beer not I would run out to buy, yeah. but if somebody offered me one, I would gladly take it. I'll tell you what, this is one of those ones that I would throw in a pick of six, where it's yeah. just like, I want one that's kind of a wild card. Yeah. And it's like 6.9% too, so... It's, it's not fucking around. No, and it's also very, very smooth considering that. Mm-hmm. Wow, way to go, Newgrass. You guys have made a bunch of good shit and made me a fan of a new kind of beer. Rise it all. Now, Steve, let me ask you this. Let's say that I'm really in the mood for a movie uh-huh. featuring a family uh-huh. in a haunted house, only it's mainly about like religion. Religion, right. Yeah, like maybe there's some sort of demonic presence, there's something evil afoot. Yeah. Should I watch The Conjuring or is there something else I should see instead? You might try Amityville Horror. The Amityville Horror. Now, Amityville, this, this movie... Well, uh, throughout this episode, be compared to Amityville Horror. It can't not. It, it is so much like it. Absolutely so. Now, we'll get into uh, the chicken and egg situation of which came first. Because the uh, Lorraine and, and, and what's his name? That uh, guy, Warren. Uh, yeah. Ed. Ed. Lorraine and Ed were a part of the Amityville Horror Paranormal Investigation. Right. Um, and in fact, The Conjuring 2 starts with oh wow, really the Amityville Horror uh, investigation. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty inseparable. Yes. But why I would recommend Amityville over The Conjuring is that Amityville is uh, generally, or genuinely unsettling. Yeah, like I It'll think so. stick with you. Yeah, get out. Whereas The Conjuring is more... It, earned jump scares it does but a lot of jump scares yeah definitely yeah yeah i will say that whereas the conjuring i think goes out of its way to try to conjure up a lot of that gritty 70s kind of slow burn spooky vibe Mm -hmm. um somewhat successfully yeah you could just watch amityville that actually just does it it does does and you got margo kidder who's Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Love Margo. There's a lot of iconic, memorable stuff. I'll, yeah. I'll never forget when you see that like pig thing in the window. Uh-huh. What the fuck is that? Yeah. it's It's got some real crap. And that's the cool thing about Amityville that... Because this movie tries to smooth off all the rough edges. Definitely. And that's good from a writing, directing standpoint. Sure. But if you, you want that kind of rawness, Amityville has that where yeah. some of the things aren't going to come back. Like Some of the things are just scary. And it's not going to get resolved, and you don't know why it's all happening. Uh-huh. Um, whereas this, everything kind of comes to a resolution. I will which say... Which is good writing, but maybe yeah. not as... It doesn't stick with you in the same way. But the great thing about Amityville is is that Ryan, Ryan Reynolds like never puts his shirt on the whole time. <laughs> Wait a second now. That's when you're Hold talking about, on. Right? No, I'm talking about Josh Brolin's dad. Oh, I'm talking right. about Thanos Sr. Right, <laughs> Thanos Sr. And by the totally way, remember when he's out there chopping that wood? Remind you of The Witch? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think The Witch kind of took some, a little from that. Like, you did see the Ryan Reynolds one, right? I haven't watched it. Oh, God, it's terrible. Because I, I saw the Julia Stiles, The Omen, and I was like, I'm just not going to watch any more of these remakes. <laughs> that one was just like, why even bother? It's just yeah. so dead on, just like the original. Yeah. 
Why bother? It's like that shot for shot remake of Psycho. Psycho. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why? Why yeah. are you doing this? Just watch Psycho instead, yeah. I guess. So, Ben. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Let's say you want a similar type of thing, a family-oriented uh, okay. haunted house. Yeah. But with more of a paranormal investigation oh, okay. vibe. You're talking about none where there's, that religion. there's maybe stuff flying around yeah. the house. There's maybe a team of people that come in to investigate. Sure. Uh, set up cameras and gadgets uh-huh. and stuff like that. Well, if you don't want to watch The Conjuring, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend that you just go ahead and watch Poltergeist instead. Yeah. Because it's way better in every possible way. Because re- that's another example of what happens, and I'd say this about The Shining too. Mm-hmm. Horror gets mistreated so much by directors because it it's does. a cheap, you know, easy to make movie and yeah. stuff like that. It usually gets handed to hacks. Uh-huh. But whenever you put a master behind the camera, mm-hmm. um, and whether case, you think I'm talking about Toby yeah. Hooper or Steven Spielberg, I, either way, I'm they talking know about what Steven doing. Spielberg. Yeah. Though. <laughs> What you get is a horror movie that is so convincing and compelling. And I'll tell you this. I saw Poltergeist for the first time mm-hmm. when I was like 30. Yeah. Like maybe four years ago, three okay. or four years ago, I saw Poltergeist for the first time. So I can't even tell you I'm not looking at Poltergeist through the lens of, oh, I saw it when I was a kid. It freaked me out. Yeah. No, I saw it as, as an adult. And it really super freaked me out. Yeah. And it's like I actually connected more with the parents and stuff. And that right. family unit in that movie is so lovable and yeah. so convincing real and endearing. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And I, I love even too how in that movie it shows you the reality of yeah, you know the parents they're they're working, they're uh, cooking dinner, they're cleaning the house, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Um, and then at nighttime, when it's just them chilling out, they're smoking dope smoking and acting J, silly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're old hippies and stuff. Uh-huh. I love the way that that movie portrays the American family, and I also love too that like it doesn't show even it doesn't even show like them smoking weed as like oh, but they're depraved drug addicts. No, they're just two adults just having a good time. Yeah. Fuck, it's like, dude. Yeah, after all that, I can't. I can't imagine raising a human anyway. Yeah. But if that's I did, a, that's a lot. To all the parents out there listening right now, good God, good y'all. on you, good like, God, y'all. You're kicking ass, cause man, I don't, I don't know if I could do it. No, um, but I, I love that movie and the family dynamic and the way that, and that's something that I do feel is a problem with this movie. Whenever those people in Poltergeist start coming under attack, yeah, you really do worry about them. And you hope uh-huh. that it gets resolved mm-hmm. um, because they're so lovable together and so believable. Craig T. Nelson, I mean, great yeah. stuff in that movie. Um, here's another chicken and egg situation. Yeah, is Zelda Rubenstein the character in there based off of uh, Lorraine? Oh, right. She's like a psychic. Yeah. And yada yada. That's I, a good question. I mean, because these people were famous. Ed and Lorraine were famous. Uh, for doing this, they were on talk shows and stuff well before Poltergeist ever became a thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Which came it's first? It's really right? possible that they were like, oh, they saw the lady on TV and they were like, we'll write a character like that and yeah. then find a, a, a tiny lady who <laughs> is adorable. This house is clean. <laughs> also, speaking of fuck that remake. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Did you ever watch a Poltergeist remake? No. It is a pile. Mm-hmm. Of garbage. I it is that. among the worst horror movies I've ever seen. 
It's fucking horrible. I, I mean, think, they shit all over this movie. I think maybe we need uh, far fewer people who think that they know horror movies making yeah. horror movies. Yeah, and, maybe that, right? Yeah. Maybe like, people let respect well, the genre I saw, and stuff. I saw Poltergeist when I was a kid and it scared the shit out of me. Let's do that. I should probably make it, right? Yeah. No. No, get into really real. Get into horror. Yeah. Don't, like, don't just remake the thing that scared you as a kid. I'm pretty okay with yeah, this. Yeah, it really is easy drinking. It's really not bad. Most yeah. most saisons to me just taste stupid. They're so overpowering. It yeah, seems to me. exactly. Yeah. It's one of those flavors that it's not that like, it's not that I think that it tastes bad. It's that I think it tastes dumb. It's the same thing <laughs> that I feel when I eat celery, and I'm like, this tastes stupid. <laughs> you know, where it's like I don't do. You, do you hate it? No, I'll chew it and stuff, but it just tastes sure. dumb. It tastes stupid. I use my dumb teeth to Ugh. chew it. But this is not like that. It's no, it's good. not. All right, Steve, let's say that I want to watch maybe a scary movie, right? Right. Where there's some people, and they're in a house. Mm-hmm. Maybe the house has some supernatural, mm-hmm. um, possible supernatural entities or presence in it. Yeah. And maybe one of the parents, like, gets possessed and wants to kill one of the kids, and maybe there's, like, an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Should I just watch The Conjuring? No, watch The Shining. Oh, because it has all that same stuff, but it's way better done. Got yeah, it. like, because it's one of the best movies ever made. Because it's one of the greatest yeah. of all time. Again, talented director yeah. taking the helm at a much maligned genre. Guess what the fuck happens? It's awesome. Yeah, The Shining is the greatest. That's my all-time favorite horror movie. Yeah, it's it's an amazing movie, and if you haven't seen it out there, Jesus I don't know Christ what's stopping dude. you. Like, no, just uh-uh. go ahead and watch it. That's like, one of those ones I know that we I know that we will do on the show. Yeah, it's just like we keep holding it off for a special reason. Yeah, like we did with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I would say honestly, sometime in the winter, maybe it's a it's, it's a, a winter movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, The Shining is like a January February movie, but yeah. it's one of those ones that I'm like. Do we do like several Shining episodes where yeah, we talk about? It's just, yeah, it's like so much to cover. The Shining as the ghost story. Uh-huh. The Shining as the story about alcoholism. The Shining yeah. about the secret history of America. Yeah. The Shining as the moon landing. I like. Re- <laughs> I want to do all of. Them. I want to do whole episodes on all that shit. I read uh, recently that a bear broke into the hotel uh, dude, uh, that the Shining that. is based on, and my first thought was. Was he looking to give a dude a blowjob? I was thinking, are you sure it wasn't a furry in a bear <laughs> costume looking to get his free con? See, this movie, it's a, what was it, 78 that yeah, Shining so. came yeah. out? It had a furry in it. <laughs> Talk about That's cutting crazy. edge. Cutting edge. <laughs> Getting a scratch mm-hmm. on. Damn, man. So, Ben. Yeah. I think your favorite part of any movie oh, yeah. is a doll. Oh, yeah. Creepy doll? Yeah. Creepy oh, doll. Always. You love that. Perennial favorite. Now, if you're looking for a creepy doll movie, though. Yeah. Where would you go? I'd just watch Child's Play instead. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a movie that features a creepy doll uh-huh. that is actually kind of creepy. And get this. Uh-huh. Plays an integral role to the story. Oh, he's not just like a part of the movie so that you can make a later movie about him? Exactly. He's not just an excuse to spawn another film <laughs> franchise and make money. Yeah. Exactly. Wow, that's weird. I like Child's Play a lot. We did that one a couple months ago on the show. You right know they're remaking iTunes. it. Child's Play? Remaking it. They've been the making sequels. There was just another there sequel just recently another one, yeah. with Brad Dorff still. The story is still going. Yes. They're remaking it, not bringing Brad Dorff in. No way. Fuck you. Are they like, getting Jackie Earl Haley like they did with Freddie? Oh, God. <laughs> He's like the guy that... <laughs> that would kind of be funny. Dude, what if Jackie Earl Haley like, plays like the new Jason? He plays the new Pinhead. Oh, like, he's just always <laughs> them, and everybody hates him. 
<laughs> I don't Seriously, know what though, they're doing with that, but I know that like uh, I think it was the mom from the first one, the actress yeah. who played the mom. She was like outraged by it. Yeah, like, not even that she would be in the movie or anything. Yeah, but just that like it's a series that's been going for since the '88, I think, until re- 30 years they've been going. Yeah, and now you're just gonna make Start a remake over? out of nowhere the fuck yeah go to hell with that that's fucking stupid mm-hmm. but i would recommend watching the original i yeah, really do good. enjoy and watch and watch all the sequels they're fun i've never seen any of the sequels they're fun watch them they're they're a good time i want to say maybe long time ago probably even before i watched child's play the first one i maybe watched like bride of chucky uh-huh. i feel like that's one of those ones that's that we silly all one. watch when we were yeah. like 17 or yeah, something yeah that was a real ridiculous one yeah, yeah. I, I remember probably not understanding it uh-huh. you know so, Steve, let's say I want to watch a movie mm-hmm. where there's maybe... I'm talking some crazy shit going right. on. I'm talking somebody is possessed by the demon or by Pazoos or something. Mm-hmm. Pazoos. And there's got to be some exercising going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to watch Veronica because Veronica sucks. Yeah, that's a good call. Should I just watch The Conjuring, or is there something better you'd recommend? Uh, you might try The Exorcist. Oh, The Exorcist. It's a little movie. Uh, not a lot of people have seen it. Yeah. But uh, it's a movie called The Exorcist, and I'll tell you what, it's of some value. It is of some great cinematic yeah. value. I would say the, so. By the way, almost uh, uh, only a few of these that we covered. We covered Child's Play. Yeah. We covered The Exorcist. The yeah. Exorcist, one of our best early episode yeah i think for so sure too. Yeah, so if definitely. you haven't heard our exit episode we got some crazy theories about what that movie is actually mm-hmm. about um which I, I i still maintain i think that we're fucking right i think on we're money dead on and it's stuff that i've never heard anybody else talk about no. so trademark dead and lovely uh-huh. and everybody i've told these theories about they've been like oh my god that makes sense that's what that movie yeah, is actually exactly. about yeah go back and listen to that exorcist episode and then rate interview on itunes yeah but the exorcist is great yeah the exorcist definitely. is one of those movies that i actually um growing up didn't like Right, I, remember, I watched yeah. it and it was just like oh, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. Like and and really, it took watching it for this and diving deep into it totally. to get it. And when I did get it, I was like, "Oh, this is great." Yeah. But it's still not one of those that I get why people say it's the scariest movie of all time. Yeah, I mean, it was probably I'll, I'll put it this way: it was the scariest movie at the at time. At the time, yeah. yeah, exactly. Not of all time. No, yeah. uh-uh. I think there's stuff that has surpassed it, but it, it's so unbelievably influential and mm-hmm. ahead of its time and immaculately crafted. So and good. So much just weird psychological warfare yeah. in that movie. Uh, it's, a, it's, a fucking, hell. <laughs> it's a it's a fucking work of art. That movie's mm-hmm. a masterpiece. So yeah, I think I should just watch that instead of uh of this movie. Now what do we think about Maybe watching a movie what has an evil witch in it. Well, if you're gonna watch a movie with evil witch in it, well, this was maybe not the best choice, but it's got the word witch in the title. It's the witch. A witch. No, the witch. And witch. Mm, the witch. I hope that they have a sequel called Witches, and then the next one's called The Witch Three. And then the witch resurrection. That sounds like exactly what would have happened if it hadn't been made the way it was made. Yeah, the but witch is the witch phenomenal. is one of the best horror movies of you know, all time. It's in my top time. ten. Yeah, I was gonna top say 10. of the two thousands, 
But then it's like, it's better than so much stuff. It's so great. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I don't want to ruin anything if you haven't seen The Witch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the title's a little... Uh, there's definitely witchery in there. There is. Witchcraft yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Who, the, who witch is is. the witch is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that's an interesting tale. But again, uh, the great thing about The Witch that uh, I really love is that it has nothing to do with the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> I also love how that movie is just steeped in, you know, pretty pretty veiled, super occult, extremely blasphemous stuff yeah. the whole time. It's dark. Yeah. And again, that's that's one of my favorite early episodes that we did, too, yeah. was our episode on The Witch. There's yeah, a we lot went of, deep on that one, too. Yeah, there's a lot of like hidden meanings, especially towards the end of the movie, of mm-hmm. stuff that I think are really fascinating. I love that movie. It's beautiful. It's horrifying. The ending... Even just thinking about the ending, I get I get chills. Mm-hmm. Really fucked it's, up. Yeah, and the the music swell and everything. Yeah, it's it's so fucking perfect. Let me ask you one more, Steve. Tell me one more. One more. Uh huh. So this movie, you know, The Conjuring, it definitely seeks to kind of replicate the style, the yeah. feel of like a, a vintage, you know, maybe like mid late seventies horror mm-hmm. movie something like Amityville or something like that I love that vintage style that throwback flavor mm-hmm. do you got anything that I could watch that's maybe kind of like that but better than this well there is a little movie by a feller named Ty West Ty West um, that's called House of the Devil The House of the Devil there's a house <laughs> New Orleans <laughs> Um, I love that movie so it's much. It's so great. It's the best. Go. I, by the way, check out our House of the Devil episode. Boom. If you want to uh, be an awesome person, because that one, also a great episode. That's a good episode, man. Um, House of the Devil is um, perfect slow burn. Yeah. Uh, really captures the, the late 70s, early 80s aesthetic. Absolutely. Nails it, man. And, uh, boy, amps up the insanity. Fuck yeah. <laughs> At the end, just out of bounds, insane. Yeah. Straight up Satan. Yep. No, like, lesser demons like you get in The Conjuring. Yeah, dude. Just Satan. It's got so much stuff that I like. I love I love slow burn horror mm. movies where it's atmospheric and tension building. I love small casts in horror movies. This has uh-huh. a super small cast. Most of the movie is just Jocelyn Donahue yes. in a house by Walking herself. Walking around being creeped yeah. out by things that are happening. Yeah. But she actually doesn't even catch things that are happening. Because yeah. like you're watching it being creeped out for her. Exactly. But she doesn't even know. Yep. Yeah. That's part of what makes the, the scary factor of that movie so effective. Yeah. Is because she doesn't know. Yeah, she's genuinely. And you know. Yeah. You it's know. Fantastic. But you don't even know. You don't even know. You just know there's something up. Yeah. You have no idea what's happening. There's though. like 30 movies, 30 minutes of the movie that has no dialogue. Yeah. Um, I love, I love, you know, horror movies that are set in just one location, like mm-hmm. The Thing or something like that. I really love that kind of deal. And this movie has that in space. Tom Noonan. Tom Noonan's great. From Monster Squad, uh-huh. Manhunter, all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> Monster Squad. Yeah. We the Monster Squad. <laughs> It's so good, man. It's so fucking ben, great. I got one last okay, one. Okay, okay. One more. Now, one this more. one's real important. Okay, okay, hit me. Let's say you just want to watch a movie about paranormal investigators slash ghost hunters. Okay. What would you watch? Rather than The Conjuring. Rather than The Conjuring. Well, I'd just watch Ghostbusters instead. Yeah. 
That's the, that's actually the answer to all these questions. Yeah, it, it really is. Like, yeah, I don't just care watch Ghostbusters. What movie you want to watch? You should probably just watch Ghostbusters. Watch Ghostbusters. It's phenomenal. Okay. I fucking love Ghostbusters so much. It's great. It's a great fucking movie. We'll do it eventually. Fuck yeah. And I don't even think it's a wild card. No, it's no, a horror no, no. comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Because it really, it, it really it, I mean, the, I I remember when I saw it again as maybe a twenty year old. I had seen it a bunch as a kid. Seeing it as a twenty year old, I had forgotten all the part about the demons, about mm-hmm. Zool and the Keymaster. Oh yeah, like, all of that stuff. It's it's I got it. great horror elements. Absolutely, but it's a wonderful comedy. I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. The cast, the soundtrack. Oh yeah, the 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 flavor of the comedy in that movie is unmatched. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that has that same vibe of it's spooky, it's intelligent, but it's dry. Uh-huh. It's never slapsticky. No, other maybe than than when he gets a, a blowjob by a ghost. Yeah, or that's a little silly. Yeah, <laughs> don't they get? Uh, isn't Slimer in the first one? Yeah, and yeah. they he, like they get slimed. I think that's oh, probably yeah. as slapstick as it gets. Is yeah. it? Probably. A poltergeist going through their bodies and leaving slime all over them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I love it. And also, too, of course, the practical effects and stuff so good. are wonderful and still yeah. hold up great to this all day. All of the effects in Ghostbusters still hold up. Other than maybe when the the big dog busts through the, the door at the oh, party. Oh, yeah. That, that, shot, little... that shot looks a little like, okay, that's definitely green screen yeah. and stuff. But still, considering what they're working with, not bad. I'm with you, though. Like, you could just say... Just watch Ghostbusters for any of these questions that we've had. Yeah. So it's don't watch The Conjuring. The watch Ghostbusters. Greats. Yeah. Don't watch. Uh, don't watch Miss Congeniality two. Watch Ghostbusters. Watch Ghostbusters. What are you instead. doing with Miss Congeniality two? Two? What? The first one wasn't enough for you? No. You need more. You need Sandy Bullock to. <laughs> I love Sandy. Too. Yeah. <laughs> you know I do. Nobody's hating on Sandra Bullock. Oh, well, man. I guess. Some people probably When she used to date that Nazi guy who makes bikes. Oh, that did happen. Yeah, Yeah, Jesse James. Why were people surprised he was a Nazi when his insignia is an iron Iron cross? cross. I I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, really? Wow. You see people... I still see people with West Coast Chopper's iron crosses on their their cars and stuff, and I'm like... You know that's not good. That's not a good thing. No. Right? No, Uh whatever. (laughs) Asshole. Now, Steve, the main topic of our show today is, of course, going to be The Conjuring from 2013. Uh Who directed this movie, and what else the fuck have they ever done? James Wan. James Wan. Now, he has done a little movie called Saw. We've done that on the show. We covered Saw, and um, that was his first movie, which is insane to think of his first movie. Which, you know what? If I went into making my first movie with as little budget and Mm as little time as he did, and Mm -hmm. I ended up with Saw, I'd be pretty stoked. I don't love that movie, but I love the entire process and result. Shot in 18 days. Uh, It it all came out pretty great. All all mostly occurs in one single space between two guys. Yeah. He's also the director of Insidious 1 and 2. I've seen the first Insidious. This movie, The Conjuring, Insidious, and maybe Sinister are three movies that I kind of lump all in together. Which one's Sinister? Sinister had Ethan Hawke. The snuff films. Yeah. Did he do that? Uh, He didn't do that. No, he didn't do that. Man, but the actual snuff films freaky as yeah fuck they're scary as extremely shit. effective well that's Jesus. what that's what i would say about all of those yeah. and, and maybe uh ouija ouija um there are others that are out around this time that it's like 
They're not great horror movies, Mm-mm. but they're not bad horror movies. No. They're horror movies that I can watch and go like, oh, we got past the teenage shit movies. We got past the yeah. uh, total quasi-meta. CGI. Yeah, and the, the quasi-meta movies. And now we're just back to old school horror. Maybe it's a little too slick and polished. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's fine. Um, but Insidious 1 and 2, he did Conjuring 1 and 2. But since he's become a big shit... Yeah, big uh, dude. He's done uh, Fast and the Furious 7, mm-hmm. which is where they became superheroes. I still haven't seen any, <laughs> any of There's a part those. in Fast and Furious 7 where uh, I think it's The Rock shoots a bouquet of, of grenades from like across a city that's hanging uh, at the bottom of a helicopter okay. with a pistol. Yeah. It's an absolute impossibility. There's a part where they flip a car to like attach those to the... It's insane. Like, they do stuff that you couldn't possibly do, but it's, like, so fun. I'm on board. Yeah. And then he's he's directing the upcoming Aquaman movie. Oh, really? Yeah. And Patrick Wilson, star of this, is playing Ocean Master, the villain of that movie. So I did not know that. I, it, it gives me a little hope for it, because I, I like Jason Momoa. Well, yeah. I like Patrick Wilson, and I like James Wan, so huh. might be good. And I guess in the meantime, while he's not making all these movies, James Wan is swimming Scrooge McDuck swimming style in, in his pile of money. money. Just tons of it. I'd say he has just made a horrific I hope he is if, if, like, a lot of people are like, that actor made this much money for that movie? Like, yeah. I, I, don't get upset about that. Get upset about the fact that the studio made all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. the fact that the people that were involved in doing everything didn't get the majority of it is yeah. what you should be upset about. At the heart of this movie is our family, our main mm-hmm. family here. Uh, the Perone? Per- per- I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Perron? Perron? Perron family? Is it Perron? I don't know how they pronounce it. Y'all yeah. know who we're fucking talking P-E-R-R-O-N. about. P-E-R-R-O-N. What do you think of this family unit? And how they are portrayed um, and characterized in the movie, Steve. Do they have enough kids? They have too many kids. <laughs> but at least they're all daughters. Because, like, Jesus. Can you imagine? Like, I... I... I am biased. I prefer female children. Every time I'm around my nieces, every I, I used to babysit. I always babysat girls. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'm around There's so much children, more like humans than like boys are. It's like being with a, a, a small human. Yeah. And when you're with a boy, it's, it's like, like oh, dude. being with a jug of piss. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> fuck you. It's like being around a, a fucking animal. Yeah. It's um, awful. It, I, I still maintain it is a miracle that our parents did not murder us. I, I should have been murdered. Like when you hear that stuff on the news, it's like, oh my God, this mother killed her own son. <laughs> like it seems so shocking, but you're like, you know what? <laughs> Yeah, there's probably several times my mom should have actually killed me. It's like that joke on Arrested Development where uh, uh, Jessica Walter, the mom, oldest one, is watching the TV and it, it, talking about a mom killing her child. And yeah. she goes, good for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah, good for her. I Finally. think that there's probably at least two or three girls in this movie that, that don't ever even talk. They don't talk much. None of them. That's the good thing, though, because... Um, they're ch- all ch- child actors. All of these child actors are actually veterans. Even the youngest. No shit. Uh, yeah, even the youngest uh, two. The second youngest, she had played Renesmee 
uh, Cullen. Holy shit, that's where I Twilight. knew her from. Uh-huh. Yes. And the other one had been in, in a, a couple of other things. So they... The, these Renesme. Yeah. Well, it's not her fault. That, it's a ridiculous name. Um, <laughs> but the, they're all veterans, and, and huh. Juan does a, a smart idea here with kids is you don't give them too many lines and they can't screw them up. That's true. But like kids are good at screaming and pretending to be scared. Yeah. Kids are good at doing all the other stuff. The intense stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so all these kids do that stuff well and and they they don't have too much to say. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that and understand it at the same time. It's like, I never got attached to any of them. No, because I mean, the, there are too many. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the same way, like... I don't even remember their names, honestly. I didn't even yeah. write them down. I tried to... I, one of them was named Christine. Okay. That's for sure. But, you know, Andrea, it's like... Andrea, I think, is uh, another one. Again, to go back to, to Poltergeist, it's like Carol Ann. It's like, you'll never fucking forget yeah. that poor little girl. Because they keep saying her name. <laughs> like and she was the only times. one. She's the <laughs> only one, exactly. Yeah, yeah so it's like, I, I understand what you're saying. It's kind of like... Rather than give one child actor thirty lines, give they could five fuck child up actors. six lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So you kind of disperse so that way it becomes more believable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, considering they obviously took extreme liberties with the original story, yeah. why not just take a little a little liberty there and pare it down? Yeah, pare to just t- a couple of good two kid kids, three kids. Maybe yeah. you have the two older and then a, a real young one because the young one serves the purpose of like introducing us to Rory the ghost boy and stuff exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you think about the parents in the movie um well uh, one of them obviously wouldn't like an office job yeah we know yeah. that for sure He he's not been coming to work he's been missing a lot of work but I wouldn't say he's been missing it <laughs> I wouldn't say I've been missing it was probably like half an hour into the movie and I was like wait mm-hmm the fucking guy from Office Space, and then I couldn't yeah. take him seriously anymore. Yeah, my wife has that problem too. Yeah. Um, and I, I have to admit that the the thing about it is for me is that he blends into his roles so well that like he's such a just everyday dude. Yeah, yeah, he's real good. At, like he he was in Boardwalk Empire. He played a role in Boardwalk Empire, which Never was great. That. Boardwalk yeah. Empire, is so good. I've heard, you gotta yeah, watch it. Yeah. Um, but like I've seen him in enough serious roles that I can take him seriously. Okay. Because he blends in so well. But yeah. if, if they had him be even slightly funny, mm-hmm. it would just be like, oh, this is off space. Off space. Yeah. I thought that I thought that his character was pretty thin. Yeah. He, he was just kind of like, I'm dad, I drive a truck. I'm worried about my wife and kids. That's about all. Again, like when you look at Craig T. Nelson in uh-huh. Poltergeist we and how well characterized yeah, he is we, and stuff. We oh, know man. what his issues are. Exactly. And also too, it's like even by their actions like again them smoking dope mm-hmm. and then even him like reading he, like in the bedroom he's reading Ronald Reagan's biography and stuff yeah. like this and like reenacting that uh, isn't he doing like a swimmer's dive or some uh-huh. shit like that you get an idea of what he was like as a young person uh-huh. you know because like parents are just parents you don't and ever imagine them as being young people he's acting like a dad yeah exactly and uh, that's a, that's an interesting thing for like I guess there are several types of dads, but the types of dads that have always stuck in my mind are the goofy dads. Right, yeah. Yeah, like the the dads I've always known growing up that I remember were the goofy, yep. silly, like, act. they acted like themselves, basically. Yeah. Well, Instead and, of like, I'm put upon and I have to yep. get money for these damn kids. These damn kids. Well, like, even in Poltergeist, like the scene where Craig T. Nelson and his friends 
are having the party watching the football game, and they're uh-huh. all drinking beer and yelling at the screen. Yeah. And the neighbor's cable box is messing with theirs and stuff. That might seem like fluff, but that is total characterization yes. that makes you relate to that it. Like, we, oh, okay, I know this guy. We don't get in this movie. It's just, I'm a dad, and I drive a truck, and I'm gone sometimes. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. With him. And, and because, the, honestly, like, how many people are in the house by the, the end of the movie? You have the the family, which is seven people. Yeah. Then you have the uh, our, our two main people. That's nine. Then they have an assistant. And along with that assistant is a cop. Yeah. So there are 11 people we have to pay attention to in this tiny little house, along with uh, the the villain, Bathsheba. Yeah. Them ghosts. And the ghosts. Them haints and boogers. There's, there are three ghosts in there. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, there's too, ma- too many people diluting the, yeah. the everything that's going on to care about any one of them. What about Ma? Um, she's guys. I mean, she has a lot more to do. We get to know her better. Definitely, she's home more. She's home more. Yeah, yeah. and the actress is great. I she's can't fantastic. remember her name right yeah. now, but she's she's a working she's a, actress. Yeah, even. you've seen her in a million things. That's the thing she's about great. um all the adults in this is yeah. they have been working consistently for a long time. They're pros. They know how to do this. She does a good job, and she does a great job. Again, yeah. I will say, like, I can't tell you anything about her background or. Young Life, uh-huh. or anything like that, can't really say. But a perfectly competent acting job. Mm-hmm. Maybe she has a, a, a touch of a touch of the mental illness or something that isn't really. It's got some subtext. Well, going that's on there, isn't the there? thing that I think about this movie. That like, okay, my my theory about this movie is that James Wan was trying to present the story that the Warrens told Ed and Lorraine. Yeah, there are paranormal. But not trying people. to cover up all the other avenues for possibilities. Okay. And the very clear, most likely possibility here is that the mother suffers from mental illness and she's abusing her kids. Right. And the kids are traumatized. Mm-hmm. And when a, an adult figure comes into the home and tells them, oh, it's a demon. Well, that's easier to believe than my mom is is hurting me. Right, right, right. So the kids then accept that. And the dad, who is not home much, doesn't actually see a lot of this stuff that happens. Sure, sure. Is more willing to accept that than his wife has emotional and mental issues. And that all culminates when she actually goes down to the cellar to try to kill to the kids. To try to kill the youngest child. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and maybe even she starts buying into, oh, there's demons in this house. They're yeah. making me do this and so yeah, on. Yeah, which you know. is exactly the problem with... So let's talk just a bit about Ed and Lorraine since we've got the family out of the way. Yeah, Ed the and Lawrence. Lorraine are our protagonists. And yeah, they're I'm, real people. Are, are they the main characters? It's hard they to are. say because because honestly, in this movie, there's there's the uh, the parent family. It is it and is the basically family. like it is basically like two A stories instead of an A story and a B story. Yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah, because they're definitely a um, a main character in this flick. And as you said, they are uh, based on yeah all real the, people. All, all this of is based these people on, are based on real story. people. Um, but how real is it, Steve? It, uh, there's a lot of inconsistencies, <laughs> and a lot of it, of course, is going to come down to uh, who you believe. But the the Warrens are real people, okay. And I I just I have some stuff here that I is is from investigations by serious scientists and skeptics 
into their claims. Because the, the Warrens claim to have worked on like thousands of paranormal yeah. cases and have done mm-hmm. seminars and yep. talks and stuff like this. And mm-hmm. I I know that some people have said that they're full of shit. I actually, I actually just didn't do any research on this on purpose because yeah. I knew that you would have yeah, some Oh, yeah. I got me. some stuff here. Okay. Basically what everyone will say, every skeptic and scientist who's investigated it. Okay will say is that the Warrens are pleasant, kind people who really believe in what they're doing. Okay. So they're not they're not they're not, they think that they're what's not going doing on is anything malicious. Okay. But <laughs> they all describe them uh, this is a quote actually from from two of the people, Steve Novella and Peter DeAngelis. They describe them as at best tellers of meaningless ghost stories and at worst dangerous frauds Ooh, okay Mm -hmm. so they may just come off as really sincere about what they do so they're they're maybe selling snake oil but Mm -hmm. they really do think that it has cured their ailments sure here's another quote they have a ton of fish stories about evidence that got away okay and that's a lot of what we see in this movie Mm -hmm. is a lot of Evidence that they claim to have, nobody but else saw that. Nobody's ever seen. Right. Um, they've not done good scientific investigation. They have a predetermined conclusion which they adhere to literally and religiously. So no matter what, they go into a home. Specific things will tell them. Well, this is a demon. They show one scene in this to try to make it so that skeptics will be like, yeah. oh, okay. They're, oh, it's water in the pipes. Yeah, they yeah. go to a house and they say, it's not a ghost, it's water in the pipes. Which I will say is effective. It shows you that they're not just quick to jump to the conclusion. You know why they started demons. doing that? Because of skeptics. Yeah. <laughs> because skeptics would bring them over to a house that wasn't haunted, but had some issue that would make it seem like it was haunted. Oh. And try to catch them in a lie. Okay. So, in other words, these people would know that it was, oh, yes. there's a noisy hot water heater or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't good people. They just knew, oh, we can't do that because they'll catch us. Huh. Yeah. Uh, or, they're genuine. Okay. It's possible they're genuine. Yeah. We don't know their motives, so we never will. Um, Lorraine Warren responded to... Uh, you know, Novella and DeAngelis and said that they don't base anything on a god. Okay. Right. Now this is this is where I think uh we part ways with a lot of people who love this movie. Because mm-hmm. we don't believe in God. No. So for us this isn't scary. No, no, no. This is nothing. Huh. It's bullshit. Yeah, like yeah. you're watching it and you're like, these people aren't experiencing these things because those things don't yeah, happen don't because exist. demons aren't real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they responded to her uh, assertion that they, uh, you know, that's how they work. And this is, I think, one of the most, like, kindly vicious things you could say to a person like this. It takes work to do solid critical thinking. To actually employ your intellectual faculties and come to a conclusion that actually reflects reality. That's what scientists do every day. <laughs> and that's what skeptics advocate. Wow. So, um, despite the fact that these may be kind and wonderful people who really believe in what they do, yeah. this is the conclusion these guys came to. Um, 
claims like the Warrens serve to reinforce delusions and confuse the public about legitimate scientific methodology. Wow. Now, we've seen the consequences of the public being confused about legitimate science and facts. Uh, yeah. I think it's, it's not time. positive. It is time. If you are out there and you are still, like us, clinging to the idea of truth and fact, in reality yeah, quantifiable things and you believe in ghosts stop maybe they're not real yeah there's no evidence the moment there's evidence believe it fine sure but, but until don't then... believe any evidence someone shows you just because they showed you a picture right pictures can be manipulated etc science yeah yeah can discover if ghosts are real and there are real scientists working all the time trying to discover the mysteries of our universe. Yeah. If they do find out ghosts are real, they're not going to bury it. They're going <laughs> to tell us. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, what do yeah. they have to hide? Oh, no, ghosts are real. Now I can't jerk off in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> you still can, You sir. still can. They've always been watching you. <laughs> Who cares? Just stop. Like, if, you, if you're a science-minded person... And, and you're still falling into these traps of like, you know, well, maybe that, like, we don't know what happens to us when we die. We don't. But what we do know is that ghosts aren't real because we so have far, no evidence of No real concrete evidence of that. Anecdotal evidence is not evidence. Right. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. how Trump continues to win. Correct. Anecdotal evidence. <laughs> and it's bullshit. You're so right, man. And, you know, there's a lot of questions that I have about about ghosts and hauntings and so on because in movies and in in real life according uh-huh. to ghost hunter accounts and stuff like that yeah it seems like ghosts are always haunting the typical old 1800s yeah. 1700s early 1900s you yeah. know, mansions and houses and just exactly what you think about when you think about movies like this or Amityville right. but you know I was thinking about it and I was like man it seems like all these movies that happen, mm-hmm. you know, they're all happening in these houses that are like a hundred years old and stuff, yeah. right? Uh, oftentimes you have the little, uh, as you do in this, little boy wearing like little Elizabethan clothes. Yeah. Same like, where as did Suspiria he get those? Yeah. And stuff like that. Uh-huh. It seems like the, the, the ghost cutoff date is like, okay, about a hundred years or so. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering if like, let's say, let's see, it's 2018 right now. Mm-hmm. 1998 was 20 years ago. It was. So let's say in 80 years. Uh huh. I'm wondering <laughs> if we're gonna have like ghosts that are haunting people that are wearing like jinkos. Yeah. And have like twisty braids uh-huh. and like nose rings. Like an upside down uh, Kangol hat. Yeah, visor. Uh-huh. Maybe even the upside down visor, mm-hmm. backwards visor. I wonder if that's going to be the ghost of tomorrow. Like, you'll you'll be... Imagine, dude, you just move into your house, and you're like, God, suddenly it smells like curve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then, like, you're like, a piano starts playing a Dave Matthews Band song. <laughs> Crash into... Did you hear that? Oh, my God. <laughs> What is that? What is that creepy song? <laughs> Was that Creed? I swear I heard Creed. Oh no! My oh, old God. trees are all hard. Don't go in that old frat house over there. 
<laughs> Always a strong smell of Axe body spray I from mean, when little Jimmy died in a prank. The same way we talked about where all these movies feature like, oh, an old creepy song. That'll freak him out. Put Tiptoe Through the Tulips or Jeepers mm-hmm. Creepers in yeah. it. I'm really wondering if, if we're going to have like... Love me, love me. Say that you love me. Like that's gonna be in a movie, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, that's chilling." Oh, chilling. That song's from like 1996. <laughs> but I also I want to. I, I assume actually the only ghost song I can imagine coming from the 90s would be Massey Stars Dust. Ooh, yeah, that would creep some people out. <laughs> There's probably some Nine Inch Nails jams that oh, could yeah, stick into there sure, too. There's yeah. probably some of those. <laughs> like you're in the house and you're, and you're like, oh my god, is that closer? Oh, no. I'm about to get fucked like an animal. <laughs> this ghost wants to feel me from the inside. <laughs> but I'm also wondering too if eventually, you know, we move past the Elizabethan Victorian homes mm. being haunted and farmhouses and stuff like this. Yeah. And maybe in the future we have stuff like Man, I want to see a movie where like a trailer gets haunted. <laughs> haunted haunted trailer. trailer. Oh my god, write that down. Please go ahead. Go ahead. This uh, is trademark that DJ lovely. Lewis is out there listening. You want to be in haunted trailer? <laughs> well, you're you're cast. <laughs> Better yet, I want to see the ultimate millennial fear. Haunted tiny house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where you're like, suddenly the whole house is frigid. Oh. And like you see a ghost, but then you just run like ten feet away and you're still like, ah! It's still here. What are we going to do in the future when we do see ghosts from this era and it's a hipster with a curly mustache and you're not really <laughs> sure what era he's from? There's no doors to slam. There's only pocket doors that just like, well. And there's like the drawers that have the stop that make it slow down. <laughs> oh, no, that door slowly closed. <laughs> the real horror is that the, the refrigerator is open and it's not an eco-friendly fridge. Oh, no, close that door. <laughs> close that you're wasting energy. <laughs> There's all kinds of scenarios that I really want to yeah. explore. Haunted RV? That's a home. That's a, it sure is. Haunted tent? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's always the big farmhouse. Haunted dugout? Uh-huh. <laughs> um... Yeah, there's a show, um, a BuzzFeed show, BuzzFeed Unsolved. I don't know if you ever watch it. I, I've always like seen them and never watched oh, them. Oh, check it out. It's a good show. Shane okay. Madej is awesome. Uh, and Ryan, he's uh, also, he's funny, but he's, a, he's the type of folk that uh, sure as shit believes in ghosts to the point where he will like twist everything into that's proof of a ghost. Okay. And it's real frustrating to watch. I'm not saying it was ghosts. But it was ghosts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's real frustrating to watch, but then you have Shane Madej there, who is just like us, like, not even phased by any of this. Yeah. And it is actually an interesting thing, speaking of who who gets haunted and what gets haunted. Ryan has argued before that you have to believe in ghosts. Absolutely. It, to it, to yeah. see them, which makes yep. me think you're delusional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could believe in anything and Dude. make it manifest itself in my my own mind. Yep, sure. absolutely. I mean, it's the same as hypochondria. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. And and that's very real. And people can conv- mm-hmm. convince themselves of anything. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. That's something that I was actually going to bring up on this. Is just how I've always noticed that every person that I knew that had some supernatural encounter mm-hmm. was most certainly looking for it. Yes, dude. Like I had a. Uh, I might have told this story before about that lady I worked with at Pizza Plus. I that don't was, know. Wait, hold on. <laughs> 
Dude, so there is a there is a long standing tradition mm-hmm. of the the good old girl Southern Wiccan. Yeah, that's we've true. We've all known. We've all we've known her. All known. Yeah. Who just maybe just figures out that maybe they aren't a Christian and they yeah. have to be something. Well, yeah, you can't just be nothing, right? Yeah. And they saw the craft when it came out. So <laughs> I'm probably a Wiccan. Yeah. But but I'm the nice one. Yeah. But I worked at, at fucking Pizza Plus. Uh-huh. And Pizza Plus is like a, I mean, C-list pizza chain. It Garbage. It's low down there. Yeah, Do terrible. they have a buffet? Yes. Okay, yeah. That's low. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And our manager there, she was super nice and stuff, but she was old Southern girl wicked. Mm-hmm. And she was convinced that the fucking Pizza Plus was haunted. Oh, Jesus. And the she Pizza had, Plus? The Pizza Plus. And she had we convinced used to have herself. a delivery driver who went out on a night just like tonight. Yeah, dark and but stormy. But he never night. came back. You know, and, and now it's haunted. Yeah, it's like Wait, no, how's that, it haunted that, if he never came back? That driver was just stoned and went home and ate the pizza. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I've seen him recently. What was his name again? Leroy. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> but you know, it's like she was definitely in the vein of somebody that was just looking for shit. Mm-hmm. And and even it's like every like fucking mega, you know, super 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 far out. Like let's say, um, what's the branch of Christianity I'm looking for where they speak in tongues and all oh, Pentecostal. Shit, like Pentecostal mm-hmm. and stuff. They've all had these crazy experiences where they've talked to angels and shit like this. Well, guess what, dude? You haven't. You haven't. You've experienced an adrenaline rush. You've experienced all sorts of things that go on in your brain. When you spout gibberish and make yourself just violently react to yeah. nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. man. And guess what? People that don't believe in that stuff have never experienced it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's it's so ridiculous. It, it, it's yeah. stupid. If it, belief is the thing that gets you to experience a thing, then I'll just believe that they don't exist. Yeah, exactly. So I don't ever have to experience a ghost. Sounds great to not deal with any of that yeah. shit. So. Oh, I, if I don't believe in demons, I won't uh, have a demon infest my body? Wonderful. Cool. I'll keep on keeping on. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of ghosts and demons and stuff, this is an area of contention I have with this movie because mm. I find I find their rules to be quite fuzzy because the movie starts out, of course, with the Annabelle doll and all this uh-huh. stuff. And the people that own it are con- convinced it's possessed. Yeah. And the Warrens are like, you know, no, uh, it's not possessed by a ghost. Only a demon can possess somebody. Mm-hmm. But it can't really possess an inanimate object. It just attaches itself to it, yada, right. yada. So then later in the movie, when we get the mom being possessed by Bathsheba, mm-hmm. Bathsheba wasn't a demon. That was no, an actual she person. she was a woman was a who ghost. was alive. Okay, so early in the movie they said that only demons can possess right. people, but this is the ghost of a person possessing a woman. I What's the rule? I actually think, again, I think James Wan was doing his best to present their story and not fixing their problem, okay. which is that they are full of shit. Okay, so in other words, you're saying that them showing that the ghost of Bathsheba uh-huh. possessed a mom is showing that, well, they're wrong. Yeah. Because I the okay, writing, I, back that. That's fine. I will get I'll get into it more. But the writing in this is so tight that I don't I don't think that they would have left that that, that sloppy end. A there. very sloppy yeah. problem there. I think they were I trying to show that like these two people are full of shit. Like they will say whatever it is they need to say to get what they want. So in other words, it's not like Zelda Rubenstein who like knows what she's doing. Yeah. And blah blah blah. 
Like they're showing that yeah, these people are kind of winging it too. Mm-hmm. They're fully okay. just coming up because like he says that only a priest can perform an exorcism. Then he performs an exorcism. It's a great point. Yeah, yes, yeah. like I back like it. The, the consecration of priesthood, which is you know uh, in the Catholic Church, yeah. <laughs> obviously doesn't mean much. Fuck Catholicism. Fuck Catholicism. But um, the consecration of priesthood is what gives one the authority to perform an exorcism he has not been consecrated as a priest right so he cannot perform an exorcism so the end of this is bullshit right and and it's set up from the beginning to show like all the things that they say are true that then aren't true well and you know what now that you mention that, I'm seeing even more of this in what mm-hmm. you're saying because at the end of the movie, whenever they do break the possession and exerciser, mm-hmm. it's no amount of saying Bible verses in Latin nope. and power of Christ compels you. It's remember your family and that day at the beach. Yeah, she uses her psychic powers. This movie well, is, is it, about uh, mutants. Does she even use her psychic powers? She's just telling her to remember something that actually existed in real life well, that meant like something. Earlier, she touched her and like oh, yeah, yeah, absorbed like, kinda, that memory yeah. from her. And she's kind of touching her head when she's telling. Yeah, herself, these are yeah, people yeah. who have mutant abilities X-Men, and don't. Yeah. yeah, they don't. They like attack. It's almost like how Nightcrawler's super religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they thought yeah. he was a demon. And yeah, so on. yeah, yeah. Like it's like they're attack because like they were like, oh, we got these mutant abilities. What like how do we direct them? Through Christ, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, like, it, it is actually a fair way to present them as, okay, this is the story you told, and here, here are the things. We will we'll cut it down. We'll even give you the benefit of the doubt. We'll show you doing all those things you said you do that you don't have any evidence for. Right. Um, but we're going to use your words. And we're we're gonna let people just judge yeah. for their own, and it also gives you that good like um, uh, ambiguity where it's like you still don't know who to believe. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like do do I believe it? Like, because they obviously were wrong about these things. They were obviously didn't know what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. But at the end, it worked. Got results. So yeah. So like something there's something there, right? Yeah. But then. <laughs> The fact is that we don't follow up on the mom's situation after that. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's good you, for now. Yeah, it's good for now. Yeah. It worked for this moment, but how long does it work? What do you think about the scares in this movie? That's actually the high point and low point of this movie. Okay. The high point is that all of the scares are well earned. I agree with that. Extremely tense, etc. There's. Two in particular that I can think of that actually did jostle me pretty good, and that's the the scene where the mom is at the top of the stairs uh-huh. and the hands reach out of the darkness and do the clap. That uh, that uh, my Very wife good. said that I have to mention this. I mentioned it before. That is one of the few times she has ever seen me go. Huh. Oh, it really like it's good. Jostled me. It really is good. Didn't like, stick that's with a, me though. Right, yeah. That's exactly my yeah, point. Yeah, like you didn't go to bed waiting for hands yeah. to reach out and What's clap at you or whatever. The other one, man, is whenever we do finally see standing on top of the wardrobe oh, that the, yeah. the witch Bathsheba and she that jumps out. That one's great. That's actually really good because I think at that point it's at least a, an hour or so into the movie. We've actually never seen yeah. shit. Like yeah. we've not seen – like we've already had that scene where it's like somebody's behind the door – 
That's, and stuff like that. We've already had like the dog getting killed by something. Yeah, this movie builds tension so well. It does so well, but like at the end, it's it doesn't stick with me in the no. same way, and that's that's where it, because it's jump scares. Interesting point though about the uh, Bathsheba, played by the composer of this movie. Oh, really? Uh huh. Guess who else he played? That lipstick demon in uh, Insidious, the one that no if you shit. think of Insidious, the demon that you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, huh? Just <laughs> James, James Wan just dude. brings him in and That's has him do the music, and also paints him up and puts him in the movie. I do get what you mean, though. Like all of the scares in this are are earned. There's yeah. there's not a lot of. You know, oh, somebody threw a cat mm. into the frame and went, <laughs> you know, exactly. There, there's only one cheap scare, and it's when the little girl, uh, the oh, mom is yeah, looking yeah. in the mirror and uh, trying to see the little boy, and she sees something maybe, mm-hmm. but then the little girl goes boo. Ooh. But that that scare actually, the the tension and the what is that in the mirror of it pretty good was good it's pretty good man i've always kind of had like a mirror thing uh-huh. you know where it's like yeah. late so at night i don't want to look i don't want to put my head up from spitting my toothpaste in right. the sink and see yeah. what's in the mirror like yeah okay yeah that, might be that monster because that's candy man and stuff like that yeah like, exactly that does that really well too um here's the thing about all these scares okay these these scares it's like watching the world's greatest juggler. The world's greatest juggler, okay. Let's say you're watching the world's greatest juggler. Wow, that's real impressive. So what? <laughs> what are you going to do with it? I'm not going to think about this for another second when I walk away from it. And that's what the conjuring scares are. Wow. I, it doesn't stick with me. I'm not going to think about these for yeah. another second. Unlike something like Hereditary, where yes, I'm like, what have, I, what have oh, I welcomed fuck. into my life? Yeah, what have I done? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, because even though even though there were several areas of this movie that did actually impressively spook me pretty mm-hmm. good, yeah, it's not like I was thinking about it when I went to bed yeah. or anything like that. So, um... Oh, we're opening up another one? Let's what have is us this? another rig here. Now, this is from the, the fine folks over at Victory. Victory, one of the first craft brewing companies that I ever had. I remember having their, like, Harpoon and harpoon. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the first, like, oh, it's not Budweiser or Michelob yeah. or something? Beers harpoon, that ever harpoon's a, a consistent beer. I like it. So this is Golden Monkey. This is their Belgian-style triple with added spice. Oh. This is a beer of what will... Fucking knock you on your ass. Do you like do you like Belgian type beers? Um, I think so. Do you like a spicy? I like spicy you're for on, sure. You're mm-hmm. on deck for this then. Um, this is nine and a half percent. Holy hell! But you'll be shocked at how smooth it is. Okay. I've had this beer many times. This is one of those ones that was one of the first like um, really special beers that was like wow. There's a lot of alcohol. There's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. I've never had a beer this strong. Yeah. This is one of the first ones that I ever had, and it was like. You used to have to go to Asheville to get this. Like, oh, yeah. I, would, I would go to Asheville, you know, probably eight or ten years ago mm-hmm. and try to hunt this stuff down. Or, you know, maybe Mitch would go and he'd bring some back and he'd be like, oh my God, you got Gold Monkey. And it's so cool that now it's just like beer is in such a state that you can get this fucking nine and a half percent very special beer at a grocery store. I got this Food City. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it is extremely bold and full of spices right. and alcohol and stuff. Give her a look. I hope that you enjoy it. It'll also just get it you actually fucked up, man. Kind of smells like that tastes on a little bit. Yeah, again, it's got that kind of clovey banana y thing, only like way more of it, right? Yeah. Do you like it? 
I like it a lot. This is one of those ones that I always go back to. It's a happy time. That beer. is nine and a half? Or yeah, nine and a half. Boy, that is light, surprisingly. Uh-huh. And yeah, it has that banana flavor. And I mean, I guess That's I understand Golden Monkey a little better. Yeah. There's something in there in a lot of these Belgian triples. Spicy. Yeah, spicy. That to it's me good. almost tastes like certain varieties of bubble gum. Oh, like a juicy fruit? I can actually see a little bit of a juicy fruit kind of thing in there now that you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. But there's been something about a lot of these that remind me of like bubblegum of some type. Yeah. It's good, right? Yeah, it is good. And That's the aftertaste is great. A lot of times with beers like this, the aftertaste is just, again, that super sugary bullshit. Yeah. And this is definitely a very sweet beer. I mean, you can't get to 9.5% without being Well, yeah, sweet. yeah. But you just got to eat good. something. It's good, man. Okay, what else we got about this flick? Um, well, I want to talk about the writing and I want to talk about something uh, that I saw in here that I'm not sure I've ever seen talked about in screenwriting books okay. and things like that. But and, and I'm going to call it the rule of threes. And anybody who out there who knows anything about comedy is going to be like, there's already a rule of threes. OK, and that's how comedy works. Right, right. So if I say, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to the store, I've got my bags got my wallet you got my duct tape like, it's like oh past three you introduce a wild card well no what? the third the third one is a weirdo yeah 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 the third one is your joke duct tape is like well why is he have duct tape mm-hmm. um uh in this i would say there's a the, these guys stick to a rule of threes and that is that um they introduce something um, and, and for this, I'll just use as an example. Yep. They introduce the the toy with the mirror in it. Right. The little girl finds it at the tree. Yeah. They escalate it when they, the mom looks in it. She gets wrapped up in it. Right. Yeah. And then they reveal its full potential okay. the when time. Lorraine looks in it. Hmm. And then after that, Lorraine's able to use it to see the ghosts, etc. Right. Um, they do this with a ton of different things. Interesting. Um, I, I think even it's interesting because they, they introduce the concept of this rule of threes when they talk about how possession works. They, they say that it starts with infestation Mm -hmm. or no, it starts with, uh, I can't remember what he said. Yeah, what is the order? Like the appearance of it and then infestation and then possession. Yeah. And and that's almost what they're going with, that each of these things, including like Annabelle, um, even though the Annabelle thing is unnecessary, we're introduced to Annabelle. um, Annabelle is uh, shown as like a thing that the child is somewhat interested in. And then later, Annabelle is like, sitting on the witch's lap and turns her head to the child. Mm -hmm. Uh, Each of these things plays out almost like a three-act structure. Yeah. Which is so crazy to think that they did that with so many tiny details of the movie to pick, say, the mom gets a bruise. Then the next morning she has more bruises. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know... She has a ton of bruises, and she gets possessed with the black vomit in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's all these uh, setup, escalation, payoff. Payoff, yeah. Yeah, and they do That's it true. so well. Like, I, 
it's real crazy to me because these guys. I think even the clap game works that way the too. The clap game, yes. Yeah, it starts off as times. an innocent game. It moves up to, you know, the a mom way and the, the hands reach out and clap in the in the in closet the wardrobe. in the wardrobe. Yeah, and then the mom at the top of the stairs. Yeah. with the clap game. Yeah, where it gets really scary. Where it gets as scary as that's it gets. true. Yeah, it's like it gets progressively scary every time. It's really huh. interesting to me because the that's guys impressive. who wrote this. Um, uh, they, they haven't written a whole lot that I would say like is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I I don't know what they did. Maybe they had a lot of time to work on this, or maybe it was because they had been doing it for a while. They finally got into a rhythm. But they came together and wrote a really great script. I can't uh, they're argue twins, with that. by the way, who were both in the BMX movie Ra- Rad. Rad. Have you ever seen the movie no. Rad? Anybody out there who's seen the movie Rad is going crazy right now. They're in the movie. Yeah, Rex and Rod Reynolds they play because uh, they're twins. Uh, <laughs> and they're also currently attached to uh, uh, write the movie Die Hard Year One, which is a prequel to Ooh, Die Hard. That sounds awful. It does sound awful. And uh, as screenwriters who did a great job on this, I would say... Why would you go after Die Hard? Die Hard. The original Die Hard is considered one of the greatest yeah. scripts that follows just perfect screenwriting rules. Yeah, definitely. Now you're coming along. You're going to write a prequel, prequel to, that. to that. Anyway. That's highly, extremely unnecessary. But they did such a great job in writing this. That's I, a good point. And I they, really think that the, everything plays in this. And it's funny that you even mentioned that as the rule of threes because they even bring that up in the movie as yeah. far as like, oh, the fact that the clocks are stopped. Uh, uh-huh, at 3.07. Yeah, it's an insult the, to the Trinity. The, yeah, the insult to the Trinity, the the, the pounding on the wall three, three times. times. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they just, huh. they really, because like. Kind of saturated it with threes in a lot of ways, It's almost huh? like a concept script they wrote. Yeah, right, right, they were right. like, all right, numerology, let's stick to threes. <laughs> like, That's pretty cool. Yeah. That actually does make you kind of appreciate this movie more because I hadn't, I hadn't noticed yeah. a lot of that stuff that you're talking about. But no, you're, you're exactly right. Things do tend to happen in threes in here. Very, very cool, man. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about James Wan mm-hmm. and his love of dolls. Of dolls. <laughs> he's a doll-loving son of a bitch. He loves them dolls, or he's frightened of them. Yeah. Or he's convinced other people are. Yeah. Which he's right. I guess people some, are. some people are. Never done much for me. But obviously this guy did, uh, was it Dead Dead Silence? Dead Silence, yeah, which is about a, a, a manic, what are those called? Uh, Marionette. Or no, not a marionette. A ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Saw, of course, we have the Jigsaw, Jigsaw uh-huh. as a little doll. Mm-hmm. In this, we have Annabelle. Yeah. He d- later did Annabelle movies. Yeah. I just have this idea that James went to his like you know his uh, his finance years, and he's like, "All right, guys, I got a movie." And they're like, James, not about the fucking doll. Oh no, this one's not about a doll. There's other stuff too. There's other yeah, stuff too. This one's about a marionette. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's this doll, and and she's called she's called Annabelle. Right, right. Okay, so it's about a doll. Yeah, no, well, well, this, no, no, no. It's, it's no. not just about the doll. It's not just about the. Just give me a second. It's not just about the doll. She's right. in the story. Right. Um, and eventually, does she play an important role? Uh, well, okay. The movie starts with the doll. Mm-hmm. It's not about the doll, right? But I just want to put the doll in the movie. Okay. Okay. And later, <laughs> I just I wanted to be a really big, more important part of the flick and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and have her own movies. Right. So So what's your movie about? Uh okay. It's not just there's a family, okay? There's a family right. and stuff. Is it a family of dolls, James? And it's oh <laughs> I can change it. Okay, if you guys don't want it, I can change it. You don't want a family of dolls. Yeah, we'll move that along. That'll be in the sequels and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the movie at least has to start with the doll. Oh, certainly. Why wouldn't it? Thank you. Right. So we're going to start with the doll. Mm -hmm. And it's important, for sure. We'll have some other stuff, and then I get to make Mm. my doll movie. Listen... The scene at the beginning with the doll yeah. is important. The fact that it's a doll is not important. No. And, and in fact, they sh- they don't have to. But again, I think this is uh, the screenwriters are dedicated to everything in the script yeah. has to have meaning. Something. So yeah. if James Wan really wants this doll in the beginning, okay, well, we got to bring it back a couple more times. Yeah. So that uh, way the sequels will make money. That way the sequels will make money. Yeah. Um, this movie starts off in the middle of some other scary movie. It does. In this movie. I, <laughs> Meanwhile, if, in yeah. another scary movie. This movie and, and the history of the house is three different ghost stories. Yes. Like there are so many stories going on. It was But again, I just said three, and it's three different ghost yeah, stories. Yeah. Well there again, you go. Again, that's what their focus is. Which, like, you know, the number I, three. I don't know which bugs me more. The movie that just sort of comes up as a fluke makes a lot of money mm-hmm. and then people prowl through it just stick their fingers through the movie and go okay what else here could we make a sequel, a sequel about yeah. yeah exactly or the movie that's just like hey i'm just coming in to, to try to spawn a whole world yeah. of sequel my movies. primary goal is yeah. sequels. and and see what people react the most to people are scared of the doll okay we'll make doll movies people are scared about the warrens okay mm-hmm. we'll make more warrens movies people were scared about Little Rory and uh-huh. the housemate. Okay, we'll make a movie about that. People mm-hmm. are scared about Bathsheba and yeah. nuns and stuff. We'll make a movie about that. It's I, almost like this this movie was just a big like petri dish mm-hmm. of just like horror bacteria. Yeah. To try to make more movies. I, I maybe I respect it. I don't know. I uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Because I or right, I'll always just compare it to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It's the movie that spawned. Uh, MCU. Uh, the entire MCU. Yeah. You watch that movie, it's a movie. Fuck yeah. It's do, a standalone do, movie. Does anybody in the background go, hey, what about Thor? Right. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It's just a movie about Iron Man. Yep. I I uh again though, can I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of apologetics here okay. and try to explain why I think they did this maybe. The opening image, if, you, if you're writing a script or you're going to direct, uh, the opening image and the closing image should be in reference to one another okay. and show that progress has been made or that a change has occurred. Not even progress. A change has occurred. The opening image is Annabelle. Yeah. We hear people talking, but the first thing we see is Annabelle. Sure. The closing image is the toy from the house. So the opening and closing images are toys. The opening image is of Annabelle, who we learn is not actually contained. And the closing image is of a toy that we're told is contained. We're told that the actual problem in that house is contained. Yeah. What that opens up then is that, in fact... What we know about Annabelle, not contained. Has anything really changed at that house? No. 
Shouldn't be, yeah. Shouldn't be. So the the opening and closing images tell us a story that these people are actually ineffective at what they're doing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to the exorcism. It exorcist does. thing, yeah. It goes back to the exorcist thing, yeah, for yeah. sure. Which I, I think is, is dope. That is dope, I'm yeah. I'm bored with that. Um, but it does have the problem, I think, is is that Annabelle doesn't fit. And the the easier thing to have done at the beginning of the movie, because you need to show your heroes doing hero business so they're established as heroes. Yeah. So you open up a Superman movie with Superman saving a kitten from a tree. Yeah, exactly. You open up uh, with your, your demonologist. Uh, solving a case. Solving a case. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could have been any case, though. It could have been a case that is more directly related to other issues going on in the movie, bigger issues going on in the movie. Right, yeah, yeah. Not Instead, just on a doll. The toy and the toy. Like it the I connection gotcha. is is good, uh, but it's not great. Well, and to me too, that first impression of okay, there's this killer doll, this haunted doll. And it's like really honestly, you could snip all of the Annabelle stuff out of yeah. the movie. Uh huh. It would make no difference. Also, if you look it up, the real Annabelle doll, it's a Raggedy Ann doll. That's a Raggedy Ann. It's not scary at all. I'll tell you what. Well, Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy are a little scary. When I was a kid. Dead eyes. Dude, when I was a kid, we had a toy chest that did have one of the old ass Mm -hmm. Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy dolls. I'm unsure why, as it was me and my brother... Mm -hmm. I always suspected my mom really wanted to have my, a girl instead. My cousins had that, too. Yeah. And they sat in rocking chairs. Oh, fuck that. It was frightening. Fuck that noise. Now that I think about it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But we Talk had those. I'm unzipped. And they were kind of like... They had that, like, dirty, like, tea-stained... Yeah. Kind it, of look. It wasn't... Yeah, it was an off color. Yeah. Or it was just like... Ugh. And they had the triangular eyes and the red and yarn hair. dead. Dead and eyes. I did hate them. Yeah, they were scary. Now I, that I think did about hate that. dealing with those things. Not yeah. as bad as the snuffleupagus that my brother used to <laughs> torment me with. You remember that with the big yes. ping pong ball eyes? Yeah. He, he, dude, I, I'd be sleeping in that bottom bunk. He'd be in that top bunk, and he'd lower that snuffleupagus Ugh. down, peel them big old peepers Ugh. back. It was the fucking worst. Man. That is frightening. Fuck older brothers. Actually, what I would say this movie boils down to was if a bunch of kids were focused grouped to write a horror movie. What scares you, kids? What scares you, ah, kids? So dolls. you get the uh, afraid to walk up the steps from the basement. Uh-huh. You remember that? Yeah, we all remember so. that. Yeah. You walk up the steps from the basement no matter what. <sighs> it's scary. Yeah. Um, you get the fear of dolls. Uh-huh. You know, this stuff messing with me in my sleep. Uh-huh. The the like the fear when you're playing hide and go seek or whatever. Uh huh. Like there's always that fear. Like it's just an unnamed fear. Totally. Like you know when you get caught, it's actually exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you're just afraid a little bit. Like yeah, definitely. All of these things are just childhood fears, all thrown into this movie. It's which a checklist. I think is why it plays well with a lot of people, especially people who aren't horror movie people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that that's the thing about this movie is like I really do feel like this is kind of like horror movies greatest hits, a mm-hmm. compilation from <laughs> Time is. Life Records. Yeah. You know, where it's like if you don't want to sift through all this stuff and pick up everything this movie is talking about, um, then then yeah, just watch this one movie instead because uh-huh. it's so so painfully obviously mm-hmm. obviously to any even I think street level horror fan mm-hmm. rips off 
so much stuff from other horror flicks. Like that's really honestly probably my biggest complaint about this movie yeah. is like I really well, don't feel like anything original happens in it. And that's where we have our real chicken and the egg issue. Yeah. Is because a lot of the things that it rips off are things like Amityville Horror, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a Ed and Lorraine were involved yeah, in Amityville a, Horror. No, another Warren case. Yeah. Um, it, the as I said about Poltergeist, Zelda Rubenstein's character seems very much like it probably was based off of Lorraine. Sure. Like a lot of the things that it's ripping off. If this movie had been made in the 70s while Ed and Lorraine were doing this, it would have been a pioneer. Mm-hmm. But it, those things do still exist. So it's like how, do you, like, how do you not repeat the things that were done in trying to reproduce Ed and Lorraine's stories when you're trying to reproduce one of their stories? Right. It's a tough one. Yeah. Um, one of the main issues that I, I think is the crux of all this is when that guy sees the maid in the the kitchen and she yeah, slit her wrist. She's singing that Taylor Swift song. She, Look what you made me do. Look, Look what, what you, you made, made me, me do. do. Yeah. But that uh, the Sixth Sense has that exact scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if that was in one of their books Maybe and M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan read it and was off, it yeah. was using it, then he's ripping them off. Mm-hmm. So the Conjuring couldn't rip off something that was already ripped off when it's reproducing the thing that was ripped off in the first place. Right. So hmm. yeah, yeah, it it is definitely a chicken and egg it scenario, is. isn't it? It is, but uh, because that those movies exist and people have seen them with the Conjuring, you're automatically going to be called a ripoff. Right. Well, but unless you're really looking at this from the perspective of you know, again, apparently we're remaking. Child's Play. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people going to theaters have not, you know, prowled through the past 20 this or 30 years of movie making. I mean, this is this is something that we talk about all the time. Yeah. Like, and, and maybe whenever these people see a big scary tree, they don't yeah. think about Poltergeist. And maybe when they see TV static, they mm-hmm. don't think about Poltergeist. Or when yeah. they see an invisible friend, they don't think about The Shining. Or when right. they see a red rubber ball bouncing towards right. them, they, they don't, don't think, think about, about The, the Shining. Shining. Uh-huh. Uh, there's just so so many things in this. Even even them talking about like, even if you leave the home, this thing is attached to you. That's yeah. Poltergeist two. Mm-hmm. There's just so much in this movie that is blatantly yeah blatantly lifted from other movies. Mm-hmm. And I realize that as I say that that those movies probably were reading these books well or listen it's like i can't use that as a complaint and then also say you know what i love tarantino movies yeah because that's what he does yeah he that's pays, his job yeah he pays tribute and just rips off everything dream theater does the same thing in music yeah. where it's just like oh let's write a muse song let's start a rush song like yeah. they just rip stuff i think what but it's it, it's in honor to it because from what yeah. i understand like james wan was a gigantic poltergeist fan mm-hmm. like it was one of his favorite movies ever like mm-hmm. a real game changer for him um, so seeing him pay tribute isn't to me necessarily a bad thing, I sure. guess. I mean, I'm sure I've done the same thing in, in my music and stuff like that right. too. So I can't really hold it against him, but I mean, come on, be real with it though. There's nothing in this yeah. movie that's new at all. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the old fart thing, isn't it? Where yeah, yeah. like, Man, it's all been done. Yeah, it's all been done. Yeah, yeah, it has, but it's a new generation. I mean, we talk about this all the time. It's like, um, it's amazing how many people, uh, follow us on Instagram, yeah, but aren't 
you know, uh, in the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, we can say stuff in the Facebook group, and then somebody asks the same question on Instagram. Oh, dude. Because, of course, they don't know. You wouldn't believe how many people, uh, and, you know, again, a lot of you guys listening, uh, I hope know that I do a big YouTube guitar thing and all that. that. Is a, that's a thing. Maybe they don't know. Maybe yeah. they don't know. But, uh, yeah, huge YouTube guitar yeah. things that I love doing, for, and I've done it for years. But I, I do this weekly series called Weekend Wank Shop. Yeah. Which is... It's just a weekly guitar lesson. It might be about like an original lick that I made to show you a concept. It might be about how to play a particular signature or solo or riff or whatever that people frequently play wrong. But I put up tabs on my Instagram page for it. Uh-huh. So it's like whatever whatever you know it is that I'm teaching, here's the notes of how to play it. You wouldn't believe how many people post on Instagram and they're like, hey, where can we see you playing these? Or, dude, you should start a YouTube channel. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. What? And that's what this plays on. Yeah. This will, plays on that yeah. exact idea. It's like, there are people out there who haven't seen Amityville. They haven't yeah. seen Poltergeist. They haven't seen The Shining. They haven't seen all those things. And we can take those things and boil them down into a well-written, well-acted, well-directed And people movie. think we made it up. And, and we'll make $320 million out of it. And to me, that's one of those things that is just so shocking about the human condition in mm-hmm. general, is that all of us now, all of us have the greatest amassed compilation of, of knowledge in human history Yeah. at our fingertips on our iPhones yeah. or whatever. If you're connected to the internet, you have access to all information ever compiled mm-hmm. by human beings. Most people don't use it. Most it's people true. don't go to YouTube and type in Ben Eller. I think it actually... It's crazy. I think it's it's... I was thinking about this the other day, that the thing that should have globalized us has actually uh, localized us more. Sure. uh, In a positive way. Yeah. So now if you're uh, an artist in a particular area, um, say you you are a a metal guitarist, and you want to start a YouTube uh, where you teach people how to play metal guitar... um, there are people who are going to come across you and think you are the god of guitar. Yeah, because, maybe the first one's ever done it. Yeah, even though they could search YouTube for god of guitar and find 400 yeah. other people. Did it 10 years ago. Yeah, they did it 10 yeah. years ago. They're not going to. Sure. They're dedicated to you already because yeah. they watched your show and they liked it. And thank you for doing yeah, that. Yeah, and that's great. <laughs> so what, what, what the internet's actually done is... Uh, it's created tribalism again, unfortunately, say, yeah. which has caused yeah, yeah. us to have Trump again. <laughs> I say again, but you know, he's caused us to have Trump. Um, but it's also, it's also made it possible for so many more artists and things to get their ideas out there. Because while you may be the 10th person who's done a, a, a lesson about this particular solo, yeah, you might be the first person that breaks through in this person's mind that actually helps them learn it. Sure, right. So it, right, it's, right. it's a real cool thing. Yeah, definitely. And so The Conjuring, I think, I said this the it's other day. It's a product day, of the times, isn't it? It's a product of the times, and it it is a great introduction to horror movies for someone who okay. says they don't like horror movies. You know what this is, man? This is... Yeah, now that you put it that way, mm-hmm. and especially when you put it in the context of in the age where everybody has access to everything. Yeah. 
This is Avenged Sevenfold the movie. <laughs> it is. It's Avenged yeah. Sevenfold the movie. Because Avenged Sevenfold as a band is it, it, it's a group that I don't particularly like listening yeah. to. They're they're fine players and stuff, sure. Sure. But it's like whenever I listen to them, I'm like, I have heard this in this yeah, Metallica you've heard song, it a million times. in this Guns N' Roses song, yeah. in this Iron Maiden song. Like I'll yeah. give you direct examples of all mm-hmm. this shit of what they're copying right there. Yep. So to me, knowing what they're ripping off, it's no good. But on the bright side, a lot of people get into heavy metal because they listen to Avenged Sevenfold, yeah. and they essentially are hearing the greatest hits of metal. Sure. You know, they're hearing, it's like, oh, here's all the high points that uh-huh. all the trailblazers before me discovered and made yeah. cool. So when they do pick up that Metallica album, they'll yeah. be like, oh, I recognize Oh, that's where this. they got it. Yeah. yeah. So like somebody might watch this movie, which is a pretty easy watch and yeah. stuff. And it's yeah. not enraging, no, for sure. No, and it might, well, I mean, some some people yeah. I know might be enraged by <laughs> Kate, but, <laughs> but it might blow their minds enough to where they're like, "Wow, this is really fun. I enjoy I like this. horror movies. This had yeah. a bunch of creepy stuff in it. Maybe I'll check out other horror movies. Yeah, the same way that guys that like Avenged Sevenfold might be like, "Well, let's check out Guns yeah. and Roses or whatever." Uh-huh. That's cool to me. It's like I, I feel that way about a lot of stuff. I feel that same way about Slipknot or Disturbed, where it's sure. Like, Gateway bands. Mudvayne. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mudvayne did some cool stuff they did. on the early stuff. They did. I still maintain the bass playing is fucking nuts. Yeah, Mudvayne had good bass, yeah. Mar- Ryan Martini. Mm-hmm. Awesome stuff. Um, but anyway, it's like I can't really hold too much of a grudge against gateway bands. It's like, no. okay, yeah, they're extremely derivative. I don't like it because I've heard everything they're imitating and mm-hmm. I've heard it done the first time and it was better. Yeah. But I can't really get mad at something that gets somebody into a particular genre. Yeah. And this movie very well may be, again, the Avenged Sevenfold, the disturbed, the slipknot of, of horror. Just like I don't get mad at marijuana for finally bringing people into the sweet embrace of heroin. <laughs> so it's all about them gateways. That'll grab you by the horns. <laughs> now, I'll tell you one other thing that I think this movie did really um, nail very well. Mm-hmm. So obviously the movie is trying to kind of capture that 70s mm-hmm. vibe of Amityville and flicks like that. Yeah. I love the fact that when you think about this movie afterwards, you're thinking about how scary it was and mm-hmm. so on. But when you look back on it, there's really no gore, violence, nudity, profanity, no. really no. anything. And yet it's rated R. It's kind of like Texas Chainsaw in that regard where yeah. it's like, Texas Chainsaw is not gory yeah, at all. Yeah, but Texas Chainsaw is disturbing, and this is Extremely. not. Not really. Like, so why this, is it rated R? This could have totally been a PG-13. Yeah. It really could, could have been PG-13. But you know what happens when you make a uh, horror movie PG-13? People don't go see it. People don't go see it. Yeah. I horror think that was horror movie fans assume PG-13 means it's for kids. Well, I usually do, and it's usually right. It's usually right. Yeah. So you, they, I mean, honestly, it's it wouldn't be surprising, yeah, if they just pushed for an R rating, right, or just said, you know, look, don't even waste your time, right, give us an R rating. But I'll say it's it's impressive to see a movie made um, at this high of a level with this much of a budget and stuff uh-huh. like that, that is this popular, that doesn't just, and this sounds so prudish to say, doesn't just resort to well, let's make it gross. Let's yeah. make it violent. Let's show boobs. Let's show sex. Let's show violence. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really resort to those base level things. No. And um, I really respect that. It's a story that has a heart, strangely enough. Yeah. It's a tale with a heart. Yeah, ish. People love each other, etc. Blah, blah, blah. I guess. 
if they have to. Yeah, people, am I right? And um, another thing I like about this, in addition to, you know, again, the pretty pretty low-key amount of violence and stuff mm-hmm. like that in the flick, a lot of practical effects. Yeah, almost all. Almost all of the effects are practical. Yeah, not and really for just a, a movie, CGI a movie with a twenty million dollar budget. Uh, that Pretty impressive. That, that means that money went to these all these veteran actors, went to all these veteran workers behind the scenes. It went to the people who made the movie, the movie, and didn't just go to a computer generated budget. The movie didn't go to the one percenters. That are sitting on top that Trump is giving the tax cuts to. It went to the common blue collar everyday people. No, this is something Bernie Sanders and I can agree on. <laughs> Jesse Ventura, I. Oh, oh hello, Jesse Ventura. It's yeah. me, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I ran, I ran on Ross Perot's party back then <laughs> when I was governor of uh, Minnesota. <laughs> you may remember. Yes. <laughs> 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 finally, those two politicians they come together. They finally meet. They yeah. come together, man. So yeah, special effects in this movie, I think, are all quite good. I didn't really find anything mm-hmm. in this flick that pulled me out that made me go, no, oh, no. fuck, I'm watching a stupid yeah, CGI-made I mean, movie. It's use a, a fish wire to pull down all those uh, 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 photos on the stairs. Like yeah. they, they, Why the fuck didn't that shit wake anybody up? Yeah, that's a stupid. Issue. There, there were some issues where there was also the issue of like uh, the girl that was in the. Okay, so this is at the end basically, and the he, um, their assistant, um, gosh, I can't remember his. I, he, the actor's name is Stephen Cook, I think. Okay. Anyway, um, the their assistant leaves the girl in the car, and he says, "Uh, just stay in here, and I'll come back for oh, you. Yeah, I gotta yeah. go find your sister." Well, later the birds start crashing through windows, and one bird crashes through the the car window, and she's screaming. Yeah, yeah. Cut two. Second later, he's running down the stairs, runs right by the open door where twenty <laughs> feet away is that car. Yeah. There's no screaming. Huh. Yeah. That that was a. Li- but again, this movie originally had about forty minutes more. Uh, footage that was shot. Holy shit! That's they a cut lot. it down. I mean, they cut it down before they even showed it to audiences. James Wan knows what he's doing. I think this movie is still too long. It's a little too long. Yeah, it's a 20, little twenty too minutes long. off mm-hmm. would have done it some good. It would have for sure. There, there, slight areas. Uh, each each scene, little slight things that could have been cut totally or sped up or whatever, and made this an hour and twenty. Yeah. But uh, that's the thing. Most directors don't want to make an hour 20 movie because it's already looked down on. Right, yeah, yeah. Hour yeah. 20 is just too short. People think, oh, it's it must not be good. Mm-hmm. The studio must have cut down all the, the story, et cetera. It seemed uh, long. This movie's like an hour 40. It's an it hour 40, long. and it just seems like... Seems like yeah. Because it's because you see so many stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are so many complaints about this movie. And I have this war inside of myself because it's so well done. It's a totally competent movie. It's such a great, like, to imagine all these people, I, I'm sure they walked away and felt great about what they did. And then the reviews come in, 85% uh, uh, approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. They wow. make $320 million off of $20 million budget. But for me, as, as a life, lifelong horror fan... It's just not my cup of tea. No. Well, and again, it's like if this movie is Hail to the King by Avenged Sevenfold, uh-huh. which made tons of fucking money, propelled that band deeper into the career, yada, yada. Well, 
if you go back and listen to like Appetite for Destruction, that's like Poltergeist. Yeah. You know, or like Black Album Metallica. That's Amityville or whatever comparison you want to make. I like those bands. <laughs> oh, Jesse. Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> um So yeah, like we uh, we've talked about some of the highest points, but the real base of this is the idea that possibly the Salem witch trials were justified. Again with this shit. Again with this shit. It's the dumbest thing ever. Now, this is one of the main areas of contention that I had with this Mm -hmm. movie. You've got this tale about home possession, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. That's fine. I'll, I'll go with it. But when you go with... Okay, the main evil of this movie is this Bathsheba, Mm -hmm. who is a a descendant of a witch that was killed in the Salem Witch Trials. She herself, Bathsheba, was a witch. Okay, so here's... I just want... Okay, so the story in the movie is that she was a witch, she killed her child, and then hung herself. Yeah. The real story of Bathsheba is that she had an infant who died... And people whispered around town that she was a witch, okay. and that the infant was found with a with a needle mark at the base of its skull. Okay, no evidence that that ever happened. No, of course not. She died later in life, <laughs> like eighty years old. Okay, four years after her husband. But when she was dying, she was like, "Hail Satan, Hail Satan," and yeah. that, that's what it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the movie, like, I, I don't know if it's just the movie or if, if that's exactly what these ass... Well, they're not assholes. Well, maybe they're assholes. Maybe they are. Uh, the Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, said to the family yeah. was that that's what happened. I but have, the history doesn't bear that out. It's low-hanging fruit. It is. The it Salem is. Witch Trial. This is one of those things, that, like, America is yeah. such a, a young country... It's so not. We had a witch trial too. Exactly. It's like it is the easiest way to instill um, fear of the supernatural on Mm -hmm. our own turf is to bring it the same witch trials, which we know were completely bullshit. Yeah. These were mainly just heretic Christians. Yeah. Killing women who maybe didn't want to be a part of the church and men and men too. Well, I think just one man, but there was a man. There was was a man. And Hashtag not all women, <laughs> which has a different meaning. Yeah, and again, it was it was all bullshit. Like mm-hmm. there is zero evidence that these women were worshiping Satan. P.S. Witches don't worship Satan. That's not how that works. That's not how that yeah. works at all. Satanists worship Satan. Yeah, exactly. Witches are typically women who uh, want to commune with yeah. nature. Yeah. And maybe again live outside the patriarchal patri patri how do I say it patriarchal, patriarchal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, uh, church based societies of yeah. yesteryear and so on and or maybe they that, didn't want to be heretics. told what to do maybe it's that yeah also Satanists don't even really worship Satan no nobody worships Satan yeah anybody yeah, yeah. out there worried about somebody worshiping Satan not likely yeah Hillary Clinton doesn't do it either. <laughs> She's not uh, molesting kids under a pizza no. restaurant. And that's a problem that I have with this movie and, and other movies, too, that kind of bring validity to mm-hmm. the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. Is it saying that these people that killed these witches, well, they were right. Them women was worshiping the devil. Yeah. They was evil. They deserve to be killed, and that, we shouldn't exactly. feel bad about that's exactly anytime we all saying. get together and decide some stupid shit and ruin somebody's life exactly. or even kill them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's... 
that's a big problem that I have with this movie is the way that they treat, oh yeah, she was a witch. She worshipped the devil. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit. That didn't fucking happen. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the same thing we had with the autopsy of Jane Doe where yes. it's like falling back on that idea that, well, maybe there were witches is like, you're not subverting anything. No. You're punching down. Always punch up. That that <laughs> is exact. Down, yeah. Don't punch down. That that is a rule in uh, comedy, and it should be a rule for life. If you want to be funny, or if you want to be a good person, punch down. Don't punch or punch up. Don't punch down. Donald Trump, we know you're listening. Yeah, and you're a fuck. And I can <laughs> say anything I want to about you yeah. because you have all power that anyone could possibly have. So making it's fun of punch. you. It doesn't hurt you. Yeah. Though it does, apparently. Every little fucking slight bitch. fucking destroys his life. And his fucking followers. Yeah, he's such a whiny bitch. What a bunch anyway, of bitches. Uh, I, actually, my my dog's a bitch, and I don't want to associate her with it's Trump. That's true. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, but yeah, always you know, punch up. Punch so up. saying that the people that were rounded up, accused of heresy for little... Like... Some of the reasons were like my my cow got sick, yeah, and yeah. she had walked by the, day, the that day. Dude, there was women that was accused of being witches because they brewed beer. Yeah, yeah. So she's brewing up a potion. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I bought the beer and I enjoyed it. It was delicious. Sure, but it she's made me drunk and didn't really do any other problems. But yeah, probably a witch. You know, I'm kind of impotent. Probably that woman's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, ever giving validity to that, that's another one of those things we need to cut out. No more sexual assault scenes unless they're written by someone who knows sexual assault because they experienced it. Or no more pretending that the witches of any witch trial probably deserved it. I remember a long time ago when we were talking um, in college and stuff about how you were saying when... Well, of course, when you were in college, you were a Mormon whenever I, I was. met you. I was. I was a Mormon. And you grew up completely non-religious. Mm-hmm. And I remember you talking about how before you you know, ended up on Mormon, you researched like all religions, even yeah. Satanism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I read the, I read the um, Satanic Bible. I read a lot of stuff by... Um, uh, Anton LaVey, a lot of... Uh, I read Ritual Magic yeah. with a K. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Uh-huh. Way spookier. Yeah, I, I read a lot of that stuff. And, um, like, I, I was always... I wanted... Like, growing up, I wanted ghosts to be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I wanted all these things to be real. Makes because life it more makes, magical. Yeah. Yeah. But that's when you're a kid and you don't realize, oh, life has far too much shit going on that... To also have those like the believing in ghosts and believing in demons is a is a luxury. Sure, it's like easy. It's yeah. easy. Um, it doesn't take any sort of real like uh, challenge to your inner self or to your intellectual capacity. All it takes is being like maybe. Well, you know what? What it is? about this? Somebody summed this up for me very well, and it's something that gets pawned off on. Angels, demons, aliens, anything paranormal. Uh-huh. I can't explain it, therefore I can explain it. Yeah. It's like, I can't explain it, therefore it was God. Well, that, that's That must why, be so fucking easy. That was actually why I was attracted to LeVay and... Uh, what was the guy who wrote Ritual Magic? Crowley. Uh, yeah, Crowley. Mr. Crowley. Mr. Crowley. Yeah. Um, 
and still am. I still think those guys are uh, very magnetic for their their thought on these things. Yeah, because they applied science and logic to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, uh, whatever they came to, I think is legitimate for them at least. Yeah. Uh, I think with a, a a more modern perspective, with more access to science, more access to all of the world's knowledge, it becomes clearer and clearer that uh, those things are are, are useless. <laughs> yeah, they're silliness. useless. Yeah. They're silly. They should not be, real. They they should be kept in in um, the same section as the Bible for sure. Yeah, uh, like all that stuff should be in the same section. Same category. To me. Same sure. category. Occult. Or uh, uh, what and, and spiritual say, knowledge? Not just picking on the Bible, toss no. the Quran in there, no, the Quran, toss everything, all of it. Uh, the Bhagavad Gita, yeah. toss it all in there. Sure, um, because it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect a, a reality that we know to be true today. Sure, it reflected a reality that people believe to be true in the past, um, and so today. Like I, I think this is probably the trap a lot of horror movie filmmakers are falling into today is that it's hard to define what our ghosts are today. Mm. It's hard to define what our demons are today. Mm-hmm. And I think Black Mirror does a, a good job of it of trying to approach like what is because like what with technology as it is today, what are we really worried about? What's a real ghost? A real ghost for us today would be. Uh, your mind uploaded into a computer. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. Yeah. A, a real demon for us today would be <laughs> the person who then uses your mind uploaded to a computer to force you to do work. Yeah, yeah. That would be a That's demon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so th- those things are, are the things that we should think out. If we're, if we're really obsessed with ghosts and demons as, as um, how they reflect on our humanity mm-hmm. we should really focus on how they they affect us today wow, and, yeah. and then it's still just a metaphor right it's still not a real thing yeah it's a metaphor for our feelings of uh the ghost is a feeling of powerlessness mm-hmm. the demon is the is the the evil in humanity that we know we know there are those people out there or even in every single person the capacity to commit evil Uh, and we just want to believe it's a force behind us but it really is just our minds right yeah it's it's us but it's easier to pawn the problem off on something oh it's so much easier so much easier i almost envy people that can just answer all of life questions yeah that easily (laughs) that's true i must be nice it must be it must be nice yeah that's what i'm gonna say to the next dumb person i come across (laughs) Must be Must nice. Must be nice. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, Steve, what do you think about the ending of this movie, the final wrap-up? We got the whole, remember that day at the beach with your family where you took that yeah. picture that didn't show the beach or the ocean or anything, but yeah. I knew it was the beach. That was a I'm real bad Photoshop real job. Dumb, yeah. Just dumb. Um, and, and then at the end of the movie, yeah, I don't, I don't know. How do you feel about the very conclusion of this thing? Um, well, the, conclu- the, the final bit where they say, oh, the cactus... Catholic Church wants us to go check out this thing on Long Island. Is an obvious setup for a sequel. Yeah. Um, I, the ending with the the beach stuff. It's sweet. It's I a guess. sweet like 
uh, you know, mother-to-mother uh, mother type of thing. Uh, yeah, again, the fucking raging, you know, godless heathen in me likes that it doesn't come down to the power Christ compels you. Yeah, it comes down to t- two people. It comes down to yeah. a person connecting. An actual, tangible thing yeah that happened that's great i like that about it but it is corny it's a corny ending it is corny but again i think that i think that this is meant as introductory horror and that that's the type ending an introductory horror person wants somebody who's like i'm gonna slide into horror right now they're not gonna want the bleak dark ending where mm. the house is still haunted and nothing has changed, it's or true. it turns out that obviously there's no haunting and the mother is suffering from mental illness and needs help. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, it's not, not a great as good a mo- uh, an ending as it could have had. Yeah, it's not a great ending, but it's the ending to this movie. Like it's yeah. the way to end this type of movie. Yeah, yeah I think you're probably right. Mm. Yeah, I can't complain about that. And I like too that it doesn't it doesn't end with the fucking jump scare. Yes. That is something, and that's interesting because so many movies like this, like Insidious 1, will have that... Gotcha. Gotcha at the end. Yeah. Suspiria, or not Suspiria, fucking uh, <laughs> uh, Sinister. Yeah, Sinister. Sinister does the same thing where Bagul jumps out at the, the end. Like, yep. Uh, well, I think fucking, these are all Blumhouse. Last summer. <laughs> yes. I think these are all Blumhouse productions, too, and that's actually a kind of common thing with Blumhouse horror movies is that they'll end with a jump scare. Yeah. And this ends with like the possibility of a jump scare where you're looking in the mirror as the mirror like is turning and Which the music is cool. goes. Yeah. On the music box. The expectation the is at the end of the music you're gonna see something in it and then you don't it doesn't happen. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's much better than if at the end there would have been a, a big, you know, stab soundtrack. Yeah. And there's something in the mirror and you leave going, Oh, I was startled. No, no. That's uh, again, low hanging fruit. That's the yeah. cheapest way to wrap this thing up to make you feel like, yeah, it really scared me and it's like no what, it didn't it fucking what if startled Annabelle me. had popped up and said be sure to stick around for the sequel <laughs> I'm getting my movie <laughs> like god damn it I wouldn't have been shocked if the movie would have ended that way no that's exactly how you would expect and that's why I respect that ending a lot is that they didn't go cheap and they didn't go cheap with the jump scares throughout yeah all the jump scares are still pretty cheap. They don't yeah. reach me the way... Like, they, what they do in... And the thing that a lot of people love about horror movies is that shot of adrenaline. Sure. And that's cool. Yeah. It's not what I'm into. No, I mean... But no. it's cool. I understand it. Now, this movie obviously being made to generate an entire series of movies... Well, it did. It made The Conjuring 2. Yeah. It's made Annabelle, Annabelle Creation. And now the we've Nun got the coming Nun. out. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of these? And let me ask you, too. Like, if you have or haven't, does this movie inspire you to want to explore them? I have seen uh, The Conjuring 2, and How's it's, it? I would say it's the exact, exact same, basically. Does it use the same family or the same house? No, different family. Uh, they're in England. It's a whole different tale, whole di- oh. all different stuff. But I would say uh, it's the exact same in the sense that um, it, it has the same pacing, same level of storytelling, uh, same good acting. Is there any connection between the two movies? Yeah, well... Um, are there Warrens in it? The Warrens are in it, yes. Okay. Uh, and James Wan directed it, and it's written by the same guys. All right. Yeah, so um, it, if you like this, Conjuring 2 is right up your alley. Okay. 
Annabelle I haven't seen. I tried to watch Annabelle Creation on a plane. I heard it after- was good. Well, whoever you heard that from can uh, meet me out back. Because <laughs> I watched 20 minutes of that and almost punched through the back of a Shit, seat. is it terrible? I hated it so much. It was just so like... It was paint by numbers. And okay. that actually might... Th- I mean, that, that kind of describes the country. That's true. That's true in some ways. But... It was paint by numbers. You know how, like, if if an artist sat down and did a paint by numbers, they would turn it into a work of art? Sure. Uh, and if a child sits down and does a paint by numbers, they just paint randomly? Yeah. It's like that. Okay. It's like somebody was like, oh, there's supposed to be red over here, I guess. And they just wow. red. Just red. <laughs> so it's bad. It was so bad. I couldn't get past 20 minutes. I mean, granted, I was on a plane. Um, but just sitting there watching it, I was like, no, 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 don't do that. Please. This is bad. You're doing bad. Damn. Um, but I, I will try to watch Annabelle and Annabelle creation at some point. I'll say that even though I I was not that into this movie, I would, I would give the sequels a check out. Again, I've not seen them, but if they're streaming somewhere, I think that I will watch them. Yeah. Um, there's nothing extremely hateable. No. But I am curious enough about the world that this created just to see what uh, they do with it. Not the, that I care about anybody in the movie or any of the characters, yeah. but I'm curious at the least. The second one is the source for The Nun. Okay. Yeah, it's that's a part of it. And there is also a really... I won't mention too much about it, but there is a really cool spirit or ghost or poltergeist character in it that has a unique look and I, I liked that. Okay. Yeah. So worth checking out overall. Yeah, worth checking out. Now, Steve, if you were to rate this thing overall uh-huh. on your scale of one to ten, yeah. where are you gonna flop this movie down? Okay. So I've said in the past that uh the autopsy of Jane Doe is yeah. my middlest of the road. The fivest of fives. The fivest of fives. Okay. Um and I'm gonna compare it to that because I think there are a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Good acting, good directing. Sure. Um, you know... Uh, no paella in this movie. No paella. No, that's Veronica. Veronica. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but the, there, there's, there's good acting, good directing. Uh, uh, it centers on a witch and, and things like that. It's all very similar. What this movie does better than that, for sure, is that all the jump scares are earned. Yeah. Um, it's still littered with jump scares, which aren't my favorite. Um, all the jump scares are in. I have problems with the fact that it's a Salem witch. Yeah. I have problems with um, the fact that um, I'm positive that the Warrens are, are full of shit. Sure. Despite like it's the thing that like you might you might have like a Baptist friend who's the nicest person in the world and they're really sincere, but they hate gay people. Yeah. Well, fuck them. Yeah, sure. Because they hate gay people. Like, you can be nice and sincere over there with your other friends that hate gay people because I don't. Yeah, yeah. So, move on. So, fuck them. <laughs> I, I, I completely and totally disagree with them, and everything they're doing is hurting the people around them despite the fact they feel like they're helping. Yeah. Um, But I think this movie presents them in pretty neutral light okay it tries to give them the benefit of the doubt while also saying like there are some contradictions and we're not going to try to wash them 
uh, or whitewash them. Um, so for me, this is a little bit better than Autopsy of Jane Doe, okay. but just barely. 5.1. 5.1. Just barely above the middle of the road. Yep. I can completely see all that. I, I would say as far as stuff I like and don't like, it's like I, I like the vintage throwback vibe. Mm. Again, I, I like that they managed to make a movie that scares the shit out of a lot of people without resorting to any of the low stuff. Yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah. It really, really, really is, especially this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's impressive. It didn't really scare me particularly much other than the two things, which, like you said, don't it's really just stick with you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that about it. I don't like the whole, again, vilifying witches in the Salem Trials. Mm-hmm. I don't like the lack of a strong family dynamic. Yeah. I don't like that everything in this fucking movie has been done before yeah. and done better. Mm-hmm. But I do like the fact that it might get somebody into horror. Yeah, that is great. But in terms of like, am I stoked to watch it again? Or will I ever watch it again just for the fuck of it? Probably not. Yeah. I will probably just put on Poltergeist or something like that that does all these things better and enjoy that instead. Again, it's like, I'm going to listen to the Black Album before I listen to whatever Avenged Sevenfold record just came out. I'll just listen to the real thing instead. The Innkeepers. Watch the Innkeepers instead of this. The Innkeepers is Ty West's The Innkeepers. That's about paranormal investigation. Definitely. Yeah. I think if I'm going to put this thing on a scale of 10, it's going to be like a four. Yeah, that's I think fair. I, I think I like like Jane Doe and stuff better. Yeah, I understand that. That's yeah. completely understandable. Because Jane Doe has the, the claustrophobic feel yeah. and the very l- low number of, of casts. Exactly. Yeah. More original stuff in there, too, yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. Now, next week on the show, we're going to be watching something. This is this is a true rarity and part of, part of one of the things I love about doing this show. Like, uh-huh. whenever we did... The Exorcist for the first time. It was so fun because I'd never seen The Exorcist yeah. before. And that's like an iconic horror movie. Or like when we did The Wraith. Yeah. <laughs> I had never seen it. So next week we're doing another super iconic horror movie mm-hmm. that means a lot to a lot of people, especially in our generation. Yeah. That I have never seen before. What do we do next week, Steve? The Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project. The original. The original. I've never yeah. seen the new one. I've never seen the old one. I've you never seen see, okay. any of them. I've, okay, here's here's the thing. I If you have time, yeah. you should, after watching The Blair Witch Project, check out Blair Witch, yeah. the new one. The new one. Don't, don't You don't even have to watch the sequel, Book of Shadows, because yeah. it's entirely unrelated. Okay. But the new one, I think is good. I think it's really good. Right on, man. Some people agree. I hope to have time to do that. If you have time, check it out. If not, I'll I'll just uh, talk about it a little bit next week. But right on. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to uh, to checking that out and seeing if it you know recaptures all that '90s glory and all the hype that I heard about yeah. it. I think I might also like listening to some. Uh, I might listen to some Marilyn Manson. Of course. I might drink some Orbit's drink. Oh no. Or Sobe. Sobe. Yeah. Yeah. Go get an Arizona tea. Yeah, an Arizona uh-huh. tea. Absolutely so. I think I'm going to do all kinds of 90s stuff. I hear Taco Bell's got this new thing called a Chalupa. No way. Yeah, let's go try that. <laughs> well, Steve, in the meantime, where can they find us on them internets? Uh, at Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com mm-hmm. or join our Facebook group yeah. where all the cool people hang out. Dude, that thing has been popping. Yeah, lately. it has. It's really fun. And a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, because... Uh, I I love getting the recommendations, 
Yeah, that from too, other for people. Sure, yeah. I do hate it when somebody recommends something strongly and I watch it and I'm like, ooh, fuck ooh. this. <laughs> but that doesn't happen a lot. Most no, of the time, uh-huh. it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, yeah it's people with some good taste on that group. Yeah. So thank you guys very much. Uh, rate and review on iTunes. The show takes us hours and hours of our lives to so produce. Many. Just takes you a second to go on iTunes, rate and review. Just takes you a second. Means a lot to us. Please mm-hmm. go ahead and do that. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars. Uh, at Steven Spratling with a V with the V in there mm. you guys be sure to tune in next week for another lovely episode of Dead and Lovely thank you guys so much for tuning in goodbye the ghost of Fogarty oh no oh no